Maybe I could. Mm. I could be high functioning autism and low functioning human in general. Who knows? Low functioning human. Yes, I'm a low functioning humanoid. Hey there! Welcome to Motorcycles and Misfits, coming to you from the Recycle Garage in sunny Santa Cruz, California. Hey, what are you doing? USA. What are you doing? Shut up. Hey. Shut. Get back in the. Get back hey, in the box. Let me in. Get... Let me in the door. Oh, so... oh no. Oh, oh no. God. Let's not let her in. Uh, <laughs> what the hell? Why'd you guys did. lock me out? We did pretty well, good. Well, because right. we've been doing quite well without uh, you, Liza. Did you run out of cat food? Get back in your box. As you can hear, the captain is back at the helm. Mm-hmm. Mm. I'm back, bitches. Yes, you are. <laughs> Welcome <laughs> back, Liza. Yeah, we man. missed Thank you. you. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. dear. Yes, yes, okay. yes, yes. There yes. we go. Uh, we well, go. it's your show now, darling. Thanks so much for uh, covering for me while I was gone. Oh, we had a jolly time. Yeah, I, I heard some of the shows. Yes, it was simply splendid, darling. <laughs> <laughs> hey, everyone. This is Liza, and I am back. It uh, feels really good to be back. And not only am I back, we are back in the studio. Yay. Because I said, yeah. screw COVID. Yeah. Forever two wheels. I, I mean, had to yeah. be so careful beforehand so I didn't test positive, you know, um, right. before the trip. Now I'm like, fuck it. This is my pod. Not only are we in the studio <laughs> together, we shared nachos beforehand. Yes, so we we're did. like, we're fully committed we're not, to nacho, our pod. Nacho like, vaccinated. Liza. Yeah, nacho. <laughs> like a chicken pox party. You are my pee pod. That's right. My pee-pee pod. Well, <laughs> it feels really good to be back. Is that and, your and pink obo pod? <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. Please, God, no. No, it feels good to be back. And I have a lot of stories, but first, let's talk about who's here. Of course, it's me. Hey, everyone. This is Liza. And I had a great trip. There you go. Mm-hmm. Uh, Excellent. Next to me is Stumpy John. Hey, everybody. I am so happy not to be doing anything right now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it is like herding cats. Cat, all of you are cats. I'm just saying. I heard you. I heard you say on the podcast. Yeah. Oh, it's a lot more work than you realize. Yeah. Is. Oh, yeah. I know. And herding cats. And of course. You heard her in the intro on the Classy Girl Couch. It's Miss Emma. Aloha, darlings. And I'm a cat that wants to be hoided. Did you, when you came in the house, were you yowling? I thought there was a cat fight going on. Oh, no, that was me. I was talking to your old ass cat. Oh, man. I was like, what's going on? Yeah, I mean, Nock was attempting to communicate with a cat, but I think it was like a. That's what my cat sounds like. That's exactly what it sounds like. Well, also, um, we've he's been promoted from the corner chair to the classic girl couch. It's Knock. I got genetic tested, and I found out that I'm 100% that bitch. <laughs> I see your shirt says dyke on a bike, so there you go. There it is. Uh-huh. Did you check for D's nuts, too? <laughs> no, that's a, that's another swab test. <laughs> that's a deep dish test. And a man willing to cut you if you dare to take his window seat. It's Naked Jim. That's right. Four ways. <laughs> yeah, I may not know a lot about motorcycles, but I do like to ride them. So I'll say that. Yes. And of course, you heard everyone's favorite scooterist. It's Bagel. Greetings from Oregon, where the weeds are getting ripe. Mm. <laughs> the weeds Hell are getting yeah. ripe. 
Hmm. <laughs> okay. Them all, all the way along the ride I did, went on today. Nice. Oh, very poetic. And uh, usually we stop there, but we have a bonus misfit joining us tonight. Bonus content. We have a bonus. bonus a bonus. bonus, bonus, a bonus? Misfit. Who could it be? It's award-winning Mike. Three times. Yeah. I feel triggered by John's comment saying he was hurting cats. I feel like that's like a microaggression. Like he was calling me a pussy. <laughs> Oh, no. <laughs> Interpret it as you will. Um, it was also really good to be in the garage today. Yeah, it was fun. Wasn't we it? helped some people out. Um, Mike and his R1 putting that back together and getting God, that that's a nice bike. Yeah. I am a sucker for the retro Yamaha. Bumblebee. Yeah. yeah. The yellow, white, and it's black. Very Kenny Roberts styling. Mm-hmm. Very much. It was a cool bike. Yeah. Yes. Cool bike, and then we had uh, the other kid on the uh, the old Honda. Was that a XL? XL two hundred no. one twenty five. One twenty five. Yep. And he's when he first brought it in, I was like, <clears throat> "Chuck it, dude." It was an old bike, hadn't been run in a while, and the last person had pulled the entire wiring harness, so he had to start anew. And I'm like, mm. <clears throat> I don't know that that's a good place to start, but he <laughs> stuck with it. Yeah, right. And he's got it running. Right. And he got it registered. I don't know how he did that. But he did. And and how's well, the wiring the coming? Yeah, yeah, how's the wiring coming? Minimalist. Um, but as of him leaving today, and you, you know my mantra. You mean you can push him in, but you're riding out. Mm-hmm. Mike rode his R1 out of here. Mm-hmm. He was very, very happy. I like um, how you guys use Charlie as the test rider. Yeah. Yes. You guys put it, take it, don't take it apart, put it back together. Who's going to test ride it? Charlie. Charlie. Um, and then I rode it once Charlie had ridden it. And it was actually and then a the very owner nice rode riding. it after yes, two of you exactly. rode it. Um, but the other kid, I, I forget his name, which is awful of me. The large cowboy style kid. It's cowboy style. Cowboy. We'll call him cowboy. Yeah, we'll call him cowboy. Um, I mean, Josie he rode Dale. it. He rode it out of here. The wiring's very minimal. Yeah. It has. A headlight, albeit a 12-volt one, it's only a 6-volt bike, oh, so right. a very dim headlight mm. with one beam. Is it all like chopper shit? Yes. Um, it's got a tail light, it's got a brake light, it has a functioning ignition switch, and a kill switch. And that's it. Yeah. baby. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, he really needs a couple of beams. He needs a high mm. and low beam. Get himself some LED well, light pods. I told, him, I told him he could put two 6-volts together. And then he'd have a 12. What? Right? I? Put two six-volt batteries together? Is that what you're doing, Mike? Yeah, that's what I said I told him to do. Well, that's what I did in my trailer. Why doesn't he just get a nine-volt battery? And, and split the difference. <laughs> <laughs> God almighty. And, and keep the change. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, And both of them got a bunch of gear. They were both so stoked. Yeah, yeah. To get Homeboy some gear. Got, got matching gloves to go with his bike. That was pretty cool. Uh, oh, really? No. Like, oh. No? Uh, Mike. Mean, oh, oh, Mike did. Yeah, yeah. Mike. Well, and, and this is partly my fault. I need to be more careful because the gear room is also the room where I keep my gear, but on its own shelf, you know, uh, separate from the free gear. Yeah, I almost, sold, I almost sold half of that. When you Cowboy, he's like... Uh, uh, looking all spiffy getting on his bike and i'm like hey nice jacket did you just get that he goes yeah i go 
And nice climb gloves, sir. I'll be taking <laughs> those score. back. Get those back. Good score. Those are my gloves. You got them from my shelf, not the donation mm-hmm. section. I got to do a better job of separating them because I've yeah. lost. He was wearing your underwear too, but you didn't catch that. <laughs> <laughs> oh my! I got. I gotta, God. I, I've lost a few. I've lost some nice gloves. I think people find them like it and I'm, he was stoked he's, these feel good i'm like fuck yeah they do they're uh-huh. climb they're, they're expensive <laughs> i'm sure you lost some <laughs> nice underwear as well in younger days uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> it does have a dick hole <laughs> <laughs> True. Um, uh, mike that's just wrong I'm so i know that levels. you have family night tonight and dinner did you want to talk about the big thing you did recently first yeah yeah i i do um so i got a uh a um, cbr 1000 quick question do you yep. want to make do you want me to make fun of you before during or after this story yes about all um i think it's precious that you are now at this how do you say financial phase in your life that when you want to try something out you can just buy all the things you need <laughs> rather than sliding into it slowly like most people. Turd hurting is good. <clears throat> yeah, how, much, how, many, how many one-piece suits did you buy for your first track day? Three. <laughs> yeah, but... <laughs> Three's a lucky number. No, Mike, no, I've seen how Mike operates, and he works very, very hard, and he's very good to he his does. guys, so he deserves it. He does. It's just yeah. funny. Most people slide in slowly with, like... <clears throat> A janky but, I mean, bike listen, and borrowed gear. You're like, I want to try that something. Funny. That's not even. I don't even think that's funny. That's like not even a good punchline. I got some. Fun, I could say some funny shit. Three one piece suits. You're, Meanwhile, no, yeah. but no, listen, listen, you did something listen, new. Tell us about it. I did custom order a suit. I'm going to be honest with you. <laughs> it's because I had to. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, because the suits, you know, I, I just got it in an inch, like a weird shape. So. I mean, I do right before I went to Denmark, I had I went to try to get like a jacket suit and like I have like an 18 and a half neck, wide shoulders. And they're like, dude, nothing's going to fit you in this place. And I'm like looking around and they had to like order something in. And I'm like, really, dude? And I'm watching like every other fucking guy come in and they, they look real good. They just put a jacket on and they go. So it was the same thing with the uh, track suits where, you know, some places it fits OK. Yeah. And I think that's like that for everybody. You know what I mean? Like you're not going to get a perfect fit off the shelf. But, yeah. you know, I just got as close as I could. But uh, and, and also just what you're saying, all these fucking bikes. I mean, like I had all these bikes before yeah. I had my business. I literally had all these bikes in my backyard. You remember? Yeah. Fucking tent, except for two of them. But anyway. So you decided to do a track day. Yeah. Yeah. I will. So I've been wanting to do this forever, mm-hmm. you know, like a while back. And like the one thing that was holding me back was like investing in a suit. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? It was like a full, full commit. And then like, cause I have like one of every bike. I don't have like, well, except for the choppers, but I, I don't have like five sport bikes, so I could sacrifice one. Right. So for the longest time, I didn't have enough room for, you know, another sport bike because I didn't really need it. Um, not that I need any of them, really, but I, mean, <laughs> I really kind of do. But um, so I was kind of like holding me back. Uh, and then and, and I didn't want to take any of my because my sport bikes are pretty and, and I like to keep them pretty. And I, I just mm-hmm. the, the idea of this thing flying down the fucking uh, right. track is terrifying. So you got a track so, bike. What did you get? I got a CBR 1000, um, <laughs> 2004. Good first track Full bike. Sand. Full send. But listen, <laughs> exactly. Okay. You're when you're yeah. in, you are all in, and that's my point. Yeah, all I'm in. Start, 
throw you, the bike. You've had fast bikes before, though. Yeah, I mean, I have a CBR 1000. This is yeah. my my street bike. And then so when this one came up, I was like, uh, I, I figured it'd be a no-brainer to get it um, because I, I it's something that I'm familiar with, and then I'll be even more familiar with it afterwards. So yeah. that's that not was that's not a bad. So um, where did you go and what uh, track oh, no, no. class was Wait, it? wait, you're getting ahead. Yeah. So he bought the bike and then he had have to have, get somebody to set it up for him. Right, Mike? White glove. Yeah. So that's the thing, right, is that this bike, my friend sold to me, the friend that I know, and I trust him. But any, but for the price that I got it for, I was like, I this thing's got to have a full look through because, you know, this is can't it's too good to be true. Turns out this, the rear shock on it costs more than what I paid for the bike. Right. Um, wow. So I, yeah, I got it for two grand, and and it's in mint condition, fully set up for the track, the, the suspension, the whole body, all the wiring for it. It's got everything, and uh, and it's been like meticulously taken care of, very well. So I brought it, and I had Emma just go through it anyway, just to make sure, and she she checked the, uh, the um, compression, compression, and we went through the oil, and we went through, and I prepared it to go through scrutineering because scrutineering changes from year to year and just because you passed scrutineering three years ago doesn't mean you're going to pass it right now so i set it up for 2021 scrutineering made sure that everything was absolutely as it should be everything was lock wired he was ready to go so we could just fly through inspection get out on the track and it's not going to give him any hassle so there you go do they ask if you had like coolant or distilled water in your radiator or is that part of it they didn't ask they didn't didn't ask but yeah but uh Emma had checked anyway, and uh, she cleaned the fluid that was in there. Right, exactly. I mean, you're running on distilled water with water wetter, which mm-hmm. is yeah. the, that's the setup you want for a track. Mm-hmm. So, you're, yeah, I mean, it, you're good to was, go. It ran flawless. So, well, of course yeah, it did. I'll tell you what happened. So when I got the bike, uh, I went and I got a suit, and you know, I, I wanted to go and do it because a lot of us, you know, go and do it. I'm always a fucking year behind on everything at the garage. Everyone's into big adventure bikes now. And I don't have one. It's like <laughs> like choppers. Nobody's doing them anymore. You're you know like I mean? you're, and, and and you're terminally yeah. FOMO, dude. Yeah, I'm like always a year and a half, two <laughs> years behind. And like now I'm doing it, and everybody else is like, yeah, we don't do that anymore. So <laughs> it's whatever. So that's where I'm at. But anyway, so I, I I scheduled a couple of track days out, um, and I was trying to like you know rally anybody else who wanted to come, but you know who, it's who, kind of specific. Uh, what organizations do you do your track day with? I did it with Pacific Track Track Time. Okay, but and the rest of the ones I'm signed up for are all Z2, but Z2 wasn't available, mm, so I yeah. wanted to get in and just get it get it going. And what yeah, what, tr- what track did you go to? I went to Thunder Hill West. Cool. This is the West Track. It's like a smaller track. It's two miles long. Yeah, it's very um, curvy, isn't it? Yeah, there's uh, short straights. No, there's not not many of them, um, but. And, you know, it was, it, was, it was a lot of things going into it that I was thinking about. I wanted to get a 390 KTM. I wanted to get something small and track it out. And I would oh, have, that would have been great. One. Yeah, I would have just bought one and done it. But, I mean, I'm 240 pounds. So, but even still, like, I listened to what a lot of people saying, especially Charlie was talking a lot about, like, you want momentum. You just want to carry momentum through everything. And you can kind of, it's like a lot more fun because you can just hold the throttle wide open the whole time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I get that because that's how I am on smaller bikes. Uh, but I couldn't pass this one up, you know, and I probably will still get a smaller bike um, yeah. to do it anyway. Um, so, yeah. And then also, too, going up there, it was a bit uh, intimidating because I don't know anybody. Yeah. Um, I didn't know what to do. I didn't know if it's intuitive when you go there or you go there and it's like everybody already knows what's going on. So you just have to, like, act like you know what you're doing. And 
Let, let me and, let me tell you what you encountered because I know. First of all, it's a great community and everyone's very welcoming. You get there and there's going to be the people who, like you, are not sure where they're supposed to be, what they're supposed to be doing, and they're going to ask a lot of stupid questions. But then if you're just kind of quiet and watch, watch what's going on, you figure it out and then you get in and they take care of you. And then you get more and more comfortable. No, Emma, do not take my cough drop. I'm not going to. Take, do not. At... Those are for me. Um, is that what you encountered? That Then it just becomes like a, like a real community, everyone kind of helping each other out? Yeah, I, I, it's just kind of like Z2, where a lot of is a lot of familiar faces. Um, and then one thing that, that I had signed up for a couple of different tracks for a couple of weeks out. Um, but when I, immediately I, I realized once you got there that it's not necessarily about like, riding track days but it's 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 about learning the track yeah and um you know even with how many sessions you get through the day it's like you know there's so much to take in in such a small period of time and i think that like as a street rider you, you know um it's very overwhelming for the first time well yeah i mean like not even necessarily overwhelming but like it, it's you don't i don't realize because when i go out on the street it's just like i know what to do don't get into an accident you know avoid rough shit on the ground don't go over the yellow line mm-hmm. and uh you know you know, do what you got to do. It's it's kind of simple, you know what I mean? But when you go out there, there's a lot to manage. And I remember sitting in the C group. Um, but anyway, I got there at night, the night before, because it's kind of far from here. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm backing in with my trailer. My trailer was fucking tits, by the way. It was so perfect. <laughs> um, and I see everybody's out in, like, their tents, and they've got, like, really fancy pop-up tents, and I roll up in this, like, dope trailer with, with it's just, like, my one bike comes out. You know what I mean? Um but I got a cool BMX bike because I've been to the track before, so I knew it'd be easy to get around on, on something like with pedals or, or a scooter or something like that. But um, anyway, I parked next to these dudes and uh, and they, they were perfect because they were doing C group too, but they have done it about five or six times now and they're getting ready for B group. So mm-hmm. they weren't quite like out of the, the, the woods with, you know, starting out and they were mm-hmm. familiar with the track. And, and I, so asking them questions didn't make me feel like stupid or uncomfortable. Uh, and they were very helpful, very helpful. Um, yeah, and so that was pretty cool. And then I crashed. I got up the next morning, and I, I don't get nervous about Wait, stuff. Crashed like, as in went to sleep. Sleep. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but I, I'm not the kind of person that gets nervous about uh, anticipating stuff too much, um, like things that you probably should be, but most people would be nervous about. I get nervous about dumb shit, um, but I like in my mind, I'm like, you know, I, I bet you somebody else would be like shitting a lot or something you know, whatever. I, I usually like the minute I'm in the seat ready to go do something is when I'm like, oh shit, what am I doing? Like getting a tattoo. You know what I mean? It's usually when I'm in the seat, I'm just like, what the fuck am I doing? Why am I doing this? So, you know, for me, the two most valuable things you get out of attracting, and the reason I say everyone should do it, Jim, I'm saying you should really do it is one learning race lines, just learning lines makes you a smoother rider. But even more so learning the limits of your bike and realizing your bike can do so much more and you gain confidence in your bike mm-hmm. well you know it's funny mike you said it was more complicated on a track i've never ridden on a track i'd love to do it because i think it would be simpler because there's no cars there's no gravel there's no weird shit happening so it was interesting to hear you talk about how it's almost you know more complicated on the track because you're so focused i guess on breaking points and whatever else huh well so to that point right like, like as a first time going to the track and riding, it, it's complicated and it's a bit overwhelming. The information, the data. Just the sheer yeah. amount of information you're taking in. Yeah. Yeah, I could totally uh, see that. Yeah, because there, like everything that I would think 
was important or that I thought I had some ideas on, I was a bit wrong or I needed to be tweaked. Right. right. So, and, and the reason I say that was because I would get up in the morning and there was like five, five, every hour you get up and ready to go. I can say the biggest thing for me that I was actually nervous about and I've been practicing at home was putting my suit on and taking it off. Mm-hmm. Because right. if it's freaking hard. It was a new suit. I put it out in the sun, I'm walking around. The kids are making fun of me, trying to grab my arms. They wouldn't move and shit. Um, and, and so that was like, literally, that was the only thing I was nervous about was like by being by myself and being like overheated and needing to take the top part off just to cool off a little yeah. bit. Um, but whatever, I, you know, I, it got broken in, but when I get in the morning, right. I, and I line up and, um, and I'm getting ready to go. Um, when we, we do the, the little court track beforehand and it was interesting, the instructors, they were like, we've been doing this for 20 years. You could tell they're kind of rattling off the same shit they always say, but they still had that, a bit of excitement for the whole thing. So, you know, you could, it kind of seemed like they were excited too, still, um, to teach new people. Uh, but they had had a lot of really good information, but they weren't, um, what was interesting to me with, with their instruction was they weren't talking too much about body position. They weren't talking about foot placement. They weren't talking, they like the, the first like half of the day, all they kept talking about was, uh, sight lines, mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. points on the track to look for and things like that. And I think there was a reason why, mm-hmm. uh, because uh, I think that all the rest of the shit comes later, right? Because you're yeah. not supposed to be going fast enough that you need to get off the side of the bike. Yeah, you're just and, and go from. Yeah, you're just acclimating to the track environment, learning then, your your yeah, lines. Every, and everything else gets broken down a little bit later. So, sight lines is huge. I was using that on my trip in Pakistan, um, by going wide in the turn and getting a, a sight, and then I could, knew I could carry my speed through. And it, it's just from taking a track day. It made me a safer rider. Well, yeah, two interesting things too, right? Is that like I had slicks, you know, uh, uh, track track tires on there, so it wasn't street tires. I, I was very uh, interested because I saw a whole bunch of bikes that looked like they came right off the road, and people just taped them up mm-hmm. and went out there. And I was surprised. I thought a bunch of people would have like straight up track dedicated bikes. I seen a bunch of like uh, Panigales and yeah. was, I was like, dude, you're fucking crazy, bro. It's, you, it's... They, he's like, oh, I'm in C group on a fucking Panigale. dude yeah all right i mean that's actually pretty common um when when people start really getting seriously into the track stuff that's when they usually uh get the track prep bike that you got um a lot of the times people just go out there this is like their first second maybe even third time so uh wadding a street bike isn't so bad because they're fully insured etc etc because some insurance companies cover that you know uh if you're you're doing training or whatever so dude when i did mine there was a dude on a gold wing in like b group yeah, passing wow. people, and oh, yeah. you're like motherfucker. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> well, it's funny when you're riding because like uh, you'll get at a pace where you're like, wow, I'm finally getting quick, and then somebody will rip by you, double your speed, mm-hmm. and you're just like, you know, you really care to understand like skill and speed very quickly, or your mm-hmm. your you know place on the mm-hmm, food chain. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and so so anyway, so I go out and I do the thing, and we come back in class, and and um, after for C group, after everyone, you have a you know a, a class if you want. And you go in there and they, they ask some questions, you know, you go over what you did went last time and then they kind of help you with the next one. They'll follow you around and give you some tips and pointers, which is pretty good. Um, but I'll say this going into the whole thing. I, I was thinking to myself, like the most important thing is don't crash. Right. I don't want to crash. I don't want to go out my first time and wreck my bike yeah. or like not like the experience because I pushed it further than I should have. Right. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know if it's like a dude thing. Or like macho thing where like, you know, where I'm feeling a bit comfortable 
um, tires feel warm, everything's sticking, you know, my lines are working good. And all of a sudden, um, you know, somebody in front of me is going slow and I'm like, I can go, I'm dude, I'm way faster than that. I'm taking turns faster than him. I got better lines and then I'll mm-hmm. pass them. And then, and I'm feeling good. And then at that point it's, I had to constantly keep telling myself like, dude, just take it back. Just take it back. Yeah. Like, yeah. like focus on, on what you were doing, you know, stick to that and, uh, and don't, you know, there's no reason to, to, um, were they allowed about my abilities? Yeah. Were they allowing passing in, in the group that you were in? Yeah. Okay. That's yeah. Cool. yeah. They, they, they were saying like six feet, but like yeah, just yeah. pass safely, which mm-hmm. I don't really, you know, cause that wasn't the case. I'm in the middle of a fucking turn and I look over and homies like inches away from me, ripping past me. I'm just like, Whoa, mm-hmm. dude. Yeah. Yeah. And you get used so to that eventually. Crazy, yeah. Yeah. There was a, there was, here's a crazy thing, right? Is that there was, there was a bunch of uh, crashes, right? Mm-hmm. Let's say crashes, but like people going off track. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and then, and the way it works is like for the first half of the day, first five sessions, if you crash your bike, like, like have a yard sale, you know, mm. like they, they, they'll be like, you're, you're done for the first half of the day. And after, cause they don't want to stop the race, the riding. Yeah. And they're like, sorry, your bike's going to sit there. And then they go through with the truck and pick everything up at lunchtime mm-hmm. and, you know, help you try to get your bike back together. Same thing with the, with the afternoon stuff. But, you know, as you're going along, you start to see like more and more bikes just standing up on the side of the track. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh-huh. Um, yeah, and I was getting, um, you know, I was it was crazy because as, as I was going out, um, I talked to one guy that I talked to in the morning, and we're talking about some shit, and he's like, "Oh yeah, I, I went off the track on turn two. and I'm like, "Really?" And he's like, "Yeah, dude, it was like dirt biking. I was like twenty feet off. Like I just, and I was like, did you target fixate?" He's mm-hmm. like, "No, I came in too fast on the straightaway," mm-hmm. and I was like, "Okay," and I did experience that also, but I also remember a lot of stuff that Charlie said that like um, when you hear people doing two up riding. And then they really see like how people are, are riding. It's you, you experience and they're like, these people are breaking at the last fucking minute. Yeah. Those are the fastest yeah. people. Then I was kind of keeping that in mind too. Like that. I, I don't have to start like slowing up. So I've got really good bike with really good brakes. So that's what I started doing. It was coming like towards my turn or where I wanted to start turning mm-hmm. and then like kind of breaking very subtly, but quickly and then zooming out. And it worked out really good. Well, and everything that the guys were telling I... me in the class was um, phenomenal. Like they said, Pick this line on turn seven, and then as soon as you see that, just turn the bike straight and go. And you can't see over the hill, but that'll put you where you need to go. Yeah. And it was fucking perfect every time, and I just could keep practicing that. Now that you've done a track day, you're now qualified. Um, I, I would I would hope that next year you can come with us to AMA Vintage Days. You're now qualified to do the parade lap at, at Mid Ohio. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah. The it's yeah. not a race. Parade lap. It's a it's a twenty dollar yeah. parade lap. <laughs> yeah. Depending I, on the bike you're on is is the fee. You know what I mean? Right. It's um, going to get chewed up in the grinder. I've got a question but, for you, Mike. How many yeah. um at the beginning of the day before all these bikes got wadded, how many were on the track at one time? I think like a C group was pretty big, mm. uh, and because like I would like they'd call five minute. And, and I'd, I'd be up there, and usually at that point, by the time I'd get up, I'd see about, like, maybe 10 bikes in front of me. Oh, wow. And that's about, a well, you know, like, maybe maybe eight bikes in front of me because they go okay. two at a time. And yeah. then I'd see another three behind me. And then by the time I'm down and they're about to let me go, I'd see the line got bigger. Mm-hmm. So there's, there's quite a few people. Probably out 20 and, out on the grid. Yeah, maybe more. I mean, you never wow. know. But I mean, like, at, at the most... I'd only run into a pack of like four people at a time. Yeah. Um, but what was really cool too is um, finding somebody and trying to pace them. 
Uh, and then you, you'd have like new people who maybe weren't listening to instruction, this and that, and they might be really fast in the straights, but they're not following the right lines. Yeah. Uh, and then you're, you're like stuck behind them. And, they, and what they're talking about was being predictable, you know, just focus on what's in front of you. And it was kind of sometimes it was kind of fucking hard because I'm like, I don't know what the fuck you're doing, dude. You're like you're not doing the line that they were talking about and you're, you know, apexing too soon and then you're going too wide. Yeah. And, you know, so it was just kind of fucked things up. Well, and yeah, I, so I'd wait for a straightaway and just hit him with that CB power and just. And I, I remember when I did mine, it's really interesting to see how different um, for, for different bikes. Like I was on a, you know, Ducati, a leader bike. And so I was slower in the turns, and then I had a lot of power in the straightaways, whereas the people on the smaller bikes would zing around me in the turns, and then yeah. I would lose them in the straightaway. So it's really interesting to see how the, the pros and cons of the different bikes and how they they operate. Um, it makes it kind of fun, you know? Yeah, well, and it, I learned a lesson a long, long time ago about suspension when I had Pumpkin. Um, when I redid the whole suspension, it was like it was like having a brand new bike. Like the bike was actually set up for me mm-hmm. and worked really good. And then I went there. This bike, the, the CBR, it, it was set up for a 260 pound guy who races a group, right? So you've got a lot of weight, and you got a guy who 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 throttles out super heavy out of turns and brakes really hard last minute. Mm-hmm. So the thing was super stiff, like a Porsche, and uh, you know, and and I and I knew that. So, but it was really interesting because I brought the suspension guy. And like he he totally changed it up and I'm watching him push it down. He's like, holy shit, this is so stiff. And he started asking me some questions. So it wasn't necessarily about like what we normally do with suspension, like, oh, what's the height off the rear wheel and this and that. Right. He did all that stuff too. But he asked me questions. And uh and I answered him. I said, Look, this is what I, how I'm trying to ride today. I'm just trying to, you know, get into it, get my tires warm and 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 work some of the lines and uh maybe get fast and straight away. Uh, but I'm not diving into stuff. And so he's like, Okay, cool. And then he kind of set it up for somebody who would be doing that with my weight, which was really interesting. It, was, it wasn't just like, you know, what's your height? What's your weight? What's your inseam? Set up your bike. It, it was yeah. there was more, you know, uh, well, adjustments. I can't wait to see you in a race with Micah. <laughs> Micah. <laughs> Micah. Yeah. Yeah. That'll be fun. Because right. Uh, her MT07, isn't she? No, she's got a 400 for the track. Ah. Yeah. But yeah, she's already dragging a knee. <clears throat> yeah. So that'd be fun. Oh, well, no, I wouldn't really... expect it. I never got anywhere close. I felt like I was trying. I was reaching. I looked in the photos. Well, I'm like, yeah, nowhere close. Here's another really interesting thing is they have a photographer on the on the track always, mm-hmm. right? Um, and I was kind of like, oh, that's kind of cool. That Just like the novelty of it, right? But it was interesting because I went into his trailer and I'm looking and he's got like tons of pictures of mm-hmm. just me yeah. and then everybody else. And I'm going through them and it was really crazy because I'm like, oh, I remember that turn. I remember when you were there. And like, I thought, that everything my positioning was good, but it was really funny to see the picture because I'm like, oh shit, dude, my toes were out. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I was yeah. sitting yeah. forward on the tank, my arms weren't in a good position, and and it, and it was it's really interesting to kind of watch the tapes and 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 or watch the the thing and and, and uh, self correct and be a little bit more mindful of like other yeah. things on the track and also to uh, see where your head is what? looking. This is like yeah, what? Oh, I was like this. Mm-hmm. That was the good thing is like mm-hmm. in all the pictures, like I You're did like the MSF the style, like yeah. looking way the fuck through, like overly dramatic and stuff. I mean, know? this is why, why like track days, the first time track day people have a hard time doing the track. Cause there's like you said earlier, there's a lot to take in. Um, there's, there's learning when to break, when to accelerate, when to turn in, when to, you know, uh, uh, your body positioning, where you should be looking, where your arms are doing, where you weight the pegs, all that shit. And it's like a lot of info dump. But um, yeah, you know, 
they were emphasizing the track is kind of yeah. what I was saying, which I mm-hmm. thought was yeah. I, completely opposite of what I thought. Yeah, they that's were, what they, they should be doing. Pushing yeah. the track and learn the track and, yeah. and, and the rest of the stuff is like, I guess, a little bit more. It's, it's like learning how to ride the first time, right? Like riding a road that you don't know. You figure out the road first, then you figure out how to like ride it competently and quickly or whatever. I had I felt pretty good about the whole thing because I had a guy say to me, uh, one guy was like, dude, I was behind you for like four laps. And I, it was like I was trying to keep up. And, and yeah. this was a guy who was getting ready to go to B group. Yeah. And I felt pretty cool about that. I was like, oh, that's cool. Like I wasn't really I was just trying to like do the best I could. But I wasn't trying to like be like that guy because well, I'm not that guy. Well, I mean, because you think about it, Mike, you've had um, at least what three, four years of road experience. But like you've ridden different kinds of bikes and you do different types of riding. So you have a more uh, a bigger vocabulary of how the machine works, you know. So I, I figure you're yeah. able to piece it together a lot more easily than a lot of these people. So, Well, and I'm also enjoying, just like we talked about everyone here, Jim, Micah, all the people learning different aspects of the motorcycle culture and bringing them all in and just being a better rider because of it. So, yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. stoked for you, dude. When is your next uh, track day? Next Monday. Oh, nice. you're really going for it. Oh, yeah. I signed up for a bunch of them. Nice. Hell yeah, I signed up. I'm going gonna, gonna to go back to Thunder Hill West again, which would be pretty cool because at least after doing another track mm-hmm. day at Sonoma Raceway yeah. and then going to Thunder Hill again, bring probably it. at least be in a track that I know. Bring I'm a smaller bike that. if you can. Yeah. Grab one of your smaller bikes. Yeah. Maybe I'll bring the uh, – maybe like you said I'll supermoto. Yeah, do my, the Motard. Uh, You'll probably have a lot oh, of fun Oh, interesting. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you can watch this. Yeah, a lot of gear changing, though. That was a crazy yeah. thing about that track was I literally stayed in second the entire time. Mm-hmm. And it and, and like if I had the RPMs up high enough, I didn't need to drop gear to get it to go higher. And, yeah. and um, that's where actually having the larger bike might did you a favor. Because yeah, it's just the sheer raw power the of the thousand kind of carried you through. Mm-hmm. If you'd have been yeah. on a six hundred, you might have been up and down through the transmission. Up and down, up and down. And that's one yeah. more thing you gotta think about. Well, it's also well, like a, a legit exercise that they make you do and, de- and depending on what track organizations is like they want you to go to the, through the track like using only up to third gear. So you could focus on your throttle and not so much your shifting, et cetera, et cetera, you know? Well, so. yeah, and a couple of the guys, it was funny, because one of the guys I was talking to, he's like, yeah, dude, I got into fourth or, or even fifth on the straightaway. And I was like, get the fuck out of here. Yeah. He's riding an SV60, yeah. 650. So he's like, pop, 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 like has to get through because it's got all that low end power on it. Mm-hmm. Um, well, if, if and you... I was like, dude, I'm just stayed in second. And I got to like 120 on the straight. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> if you want to see an example, you can watch on YouTube Yuri Berrigan. Yuri's got videos up of him with his Supermoto racing. I don't know what track. But it's great because it's helmet cam footage of him on a supermoto against, you know, proper track bikes. And you get to see where he his braking points are way later into the turns. Mm-hmm. But then here on the straightaway, here they go. But you can hear the shifting. You can hear all that kind of stuff. So if you want to check it out, Yuri's got some videos yeah. on exactly that. I said the last thing was um, just seeing all these bikes going off and talking to guys. And they're like, went off. I was, I was getting I was like, damn, dude, like, I definitely don't want to do that. And like I had to like <laughs> rein myself mm-hmm. in because what would happen was every single time I'd go out, um, I was very mindful of the tires, mm-hmm. very mindful. I checked the pressures and whatever's ready to go, and I just realized like relevance and the importance of that because you know the first like maybe up to the third lap I'd be parading, and I know guys, see you guys ripping past me like what the fuck's this guy doing? But I was like I don't really give a fuck. Like I want I don't want to put my bike down, and I mm-hmm. and I want to take these turns well. I want to get down sideways. I want to find my lines and feel comfortable doing it, but I'm, it's not going to be, you know, on my first and second lap because that's just stupid. Um, and then I'm watching these guys go off 
uh, and, and talking about going off and shit. And I was just like, I felt really proud that with the amount of people I saw right off track or, you know, low side, that that didn't happen this time. Mikey, you know? I cannot tell you how happy I am for you that you are smarter than you look. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> I've tried to convince Marie, but you don't believe it. Um, <laughs> thank you for sharing that. I'm sure we're going to hear more updates, and it'll be fascinating to watch you progress. Yeah, man. Um, be dope. I can't wait for like you and Charlie and Micah to be racing in AFM. We're going to have some <laughs> fun track weekends. Um, of course, I want to I want to tell my big story about my Pakistan trip, but first. I wanted to play a little game. Mm. Mm. You guys oh, yeah. miss my games, games, don't you? Games, you say. It's all fun and you games. You miss my games, games It's all fun and games. And I have a feeling Bagel might have an advantage at this game. The Bagler. Mm. Not as much Maybe. as he thinks he does. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to go around. We'll start with Jim. All right. Around the room. Um, <coughs> excuse me. The One Rona. at a time. And... You, uh, okay, here's the game. Ah. You need to name a model of a bike mm. that Emma has never laid her hands upon. <clears throat> it's that simple, okay? Once you name that bike, I you're out. I, have it. I got one. You're out, and we'll keep going around until the last person is out. So the last person is the loser, okay? Mm. So am I? So if I have a couple of choices in mind, should I try to stump her right out the gate, or should I, I save my better choice for stump later? the chump? I mean, no, stump the chump straight away. The fewer rounds, the better. Okay, so stump mm. the chump right away. Yeah. Okay. okay. I asked stump you my. Chump. I asked you my the question I wanted to ask you earlier today, so I won't ask that one. Okay. But I am going to go with the British motorcycle. Yes. Because I oh. think anything too bizarre is unfair. Oh wait, does it have to be? Does it have to be a bike that is sold in America? No. No. Oh. Okay. All right. I got right. one. British right. manufacturer, uh, just after the turn of the century, from nineteen, let's see, oh nine to nineteen thirty one. They also built cars. Mm. An AJS and AJ Stevens and Company. Have you worked on an AJS motorcycle? Yeah, I've worked on an AJS. <laughs> uh, right, that, a, a, that's the best you got, huh? Yeah. No, well, no, AJS <laughs> is. Um, they went through various reincarnations. In fact, they even resurrected the name in the seventies. Um, you know, and and did sort of like some retro models with the AJS name, but yeah, AJS. All right. Okay, well, there's a good warm up. All right, yeah, Stumpy John. You're all up. right, all right, all right. My my very first two wheel vehicle that wasn't a bicycle. Yes, a Fanachino mini bike. A Fanachino mini bike. Yep. <laughs> <clears throat> what the fuck? No, wait a minute. That's got. That's got a Minarelli engine. Yeah, I've worked on one. <laughs> you gotta be kidding me! No, because all those all those Italian mini bikes have all got Minarelli engines. Wow! And so they're all kind of the same bike with just different bodywork on. So by default, I've worked on one of those. Mm. Hmm. All right, and you guys, we were in a room full of model motorcycles. Yes. Yeah, no, okay, that. my turn. <laughs> yes. All right, Emma. Yes. I'm holding up a model, a BMW. <laughs> C1 executive. Yes, with a fucking windshield wiper. <laughs> and a seatbelt. You've worked on it? Yes. Oh, shit. Mm. Okay. Knock, you're up. Uh, a Harley Davidson VR1000. Oh, oh the V-Rod? 
No. no. VR oh, oh, wait a minute. No, of course not. Race come bike. On, come no, on. the race bike. I've this wo- right here, yeah. I've worked on a replica. Okay, that Does that count? count? Wait, no, wait, hold so. on. A no. replica? No, no, no that doesn't count. No. The actual race bike. No, I've, I I haven't okay. worked on, this on the is, actual uh, race so bike. So this is the Achilles heel. Non-production <laughs> bikes is that a week... Listen, are we well, making I mean, the how, rules? The, how the hell am I going to work on a VR thousand race bike? Fuck if I know. Oh, she, if she worked on a replica, I want to give her that. Yeah. All right, then let me. Jim, you're what the about, judge. What about, what about, oh, hold, hold on, on. Jim. Uh, what do you think? I'm not. Well, I wasn't paying attention. No, I, I was mean, ordering oh, Jim, come on. No, I think, no, I think <laughs> we've got to. We we've got to be accurate. I have not worked on a genuine pucker Honda VR thousand. Okay. Not can't win this game. Early. Okay. I, I, okay. All right. Cool. All right. Um, bagel, you're up. I got one too. Okay. Maybe, I have maybe. to ask first: Are are motor scooters included? Yeah. No. Yes. Yes. <laughs> no. It's, it's not a motorcycle. Why does this not surprise That's me? Okay. That's okay. It's okay if you don't want to include motor scooters. I can still play. No, um, we'll include how, them. How about a Munch Mammut? Oh God, with an NSU engine. Yep, I've worked on a Munch. Damn it. I have worked on a Munch Mammoth. A Munch. Yeah, and that was actually, that was way back in my career. Mm -hmm. And back then, I'll tell you the story of the Munch Mammoth. Did it make you scream like the painting? No, actually, it was... um, Home Alone? um, I worked at an MOT testing station. An MOT testing station was where you did the annual safety check. Mm-hmm. Okay, and that'll, that'll get your hands on a lot of bikes. We, well, <laughs> we were the closest MOT testing station to the Norton Rotary Works in Shenston, Warwickshire. Uh, that's not a real place. Well, <laughs> I can't say <laughs> a Hobbit, real place. That's where the hobbits <laughs> yeah. live. Yeah. So um, Norton back then would buy all these bikes to see how they were made. And they bought wow. a bunch of mammoth. Mm. And I did an MOT on it. Wow. And it was uh, like, this is big. All right. NSU 1200 engine. Yeah, Mike. All right, yeah. Mike, you're up. Bruff Superior. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, get the fuck out Except of here. Except I call, I, in fact, um, I had a Bruff <laughs> Superior gas tank at Moto Town, I think, three weeks ago. That mm. oh, I just oh, had to farm out. It, it had rusted out, and I had to wow. get I a patch welded in the bottom and get it replated. I have my list of bikes. A Bruff Inferior. Yeah. Oh, I have a whole bunch of weird, obscure bikes from the when I went to Denmark, the Motorcycle Museum. I've got one that I know that, yeah. All right, well, uh, next I'll, round. I'll, yeah, Jim, next right. round. You're up. Okay, I'm going to uh, go with the Messerschmitt. <laughs> <laughs> a BF-109. Okay, I, only, I'll, I will preface this with I consider it a motorcycle only because I saw one at Vetter's, I think, or Talbot's, one or the other. The Messerschmitt KR200. Yes. <laughs> so, crazy. It's it, the Messerschmitt. It was great. They were quite popular way back yeah. because with the, cousin you, it, I think. Well, the yes. thing is with the KR. Was it really? Is that it? You know. Yeah. Oh, that's funny. You know they did a four wheel version called the Tiger, yeah. which yep. had a grar two wheels in the back. So the the KR two hundred. It's a, it's a three wheeler, but. <laughs> they were kind of getting expensive by the 70s, but we we all kind of had winter bikes in England because it's very, very cold, and you don't want to fuck up your bike riding it in the salt and the snow. And you could drive a three-wheeler on a motorcycle license, and so everyone had these things called Reliant Robins and Reliant Regals, which mm. are terrible cars. Mm. But a yep. couple of people had a bubble car, which is a Heinkel, 
which are just funny as hell because you open the front door and get in. And then somebody actually had a Messerschmitt and it's like sitting in a fighter plane <laughs> because it's a two-seater and you sit in one in front of the other. Like you're in a like, like that, right? Like in you're a in cockpit. a like a you're cockpit. in a cockpit, and you've got this glass thing that you. What shut. kind of motors in it? Two hundred cc, yeah. It's, oh. Yeah, yep. the KR two hundred stands for two hundred cc. Little two stroke. Yeah. All right, let's move yeah. on. Who's, whose turn is it? It's mine. Okay, John. All right. Have you ever worked on an SSR one hundred and ten? Ooh, <laughs> ooh, good one. Yeah. Mm. Cheap Chinese shit. Good. Exactly. No, There's, lifting it into the oh, dumpster. Cow. Yes. No. Yes. No. All right. All right. John's out. Good. All right. Oh, I'm going to go boy. for a... I'm just going to take a, a <laughs> shot at this one. <laughs> Honda. Yes. Africa Twin DCT. Yeah, I've worked on one. Dad. I've worked on yours. You worked on mine? Yeah. What'd you do you on prepped it? I, I sabotaged it when you were so away. I prep it. I didn't buy it oh. from there. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, I, I've, I actually, I worked on a DCT at Monterey Peninsula Passports, and it was the weirdest thing. Okay. It only had like 30 miles on the clock, and the mice got in under the fuel tank and chewed the fuel pump harness. Oh. <laughs> That's wild. Yeah. And the warranty didn't cover it. Because it doesn't cover okay. mice damage. All right, I'm lining oh, no. up my next one. Knock. Mies. All right, this is another fucking weird one. Yes. See, they actually made these. We only made 500 of them. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, you hear that? You get ready? Yes. It's a Yamaha. Yes. W uh, WZF R7 OWO2. Yeah, uh, Reggie's got one. Really? Yeah. An R7? Oh. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, cool. Reggie's got one. Wow, I work you... on it all the time. Nice. Yeah, it's that's a hell cool of a bike. bike. Yeah. Oh god. Well, you know, he's got the best of the best. Yeah. And Shit. I'm not I saying I didn't, I didn't I'm anybody. not saying Reggie who Liza knows. Yeah. But one of my clients. That's cool. Mr. October. I I would like to have seen one of those. Yes, Mr. Okay. My my alternate was uh, I he, guess he can I'll hit the shit out of baseball. No, 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 save it, save it. All right. Um Jim Jim No, wait. No, no, no. Hold on. It's Bagel. Bagel, you're still in. Oh. My turn. Okay. Uh, so, Emma, did you say you, you would accept scooters? Yes. Okay. Yes. Then I would say, have you ever worked on a Piatti? Mm. No. P-I-A-T-T-I. No. Ha-ha. I don't even know what it is. It's, it is an obscure Italian motor scooter from the early 50s that uh, was, was, had a very distinctive styling. It had sort of a pedestal seat mm. that you would sort of sit up. Oh, it, sound, it the, sounds like the sort of thing I'd like. Yeah. Oh, it's it's a cute little bike. Are there any in America? <laughs> There's probably a handful. Oh, sorry. Oh, if if that. Well, I have. I've never worked on one. So you, yes. So you're out, Bagel. Well done. All right. All right. Um, Mike. How about the Tarot. <laughs> what? You mean a Tarot? Yes. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> Don't fucking lie. Tiramisu? Don't lie. Yeah, the the French single cylinder. Of course, I've worked on one. Uh, hold on, I'm going to show it to you right now. Uh, well, they, they also on, made an obscure right. scooter too. All right. Yes, we're, like mo we're moving on. This we're is moving it. On. That's the Tarot. Tarot. Yeah. Oh, yeah. that's nice. Yep. Oh, cool. All right, <clears throat> Jimmy, you're still in, right? Yeah. Okay. Go. All right, I'll give it a shot. I'm going to go a little more modern. Mm -hmm. uh, it's a two-stroke. Yes. A two-stroke enduro race bike. Yes. A gas gas two fifty two. Oh yeah. Have you? Yes. Shit. Well, gas, 
Gas Gas is the manufacturer, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and Gas Gas do a variety of bikes, and they do actually trials. You didn't say which model. Yes. Trials. The EC two hundred and fifty. I didn't know we make it. Ah. I well, know the boxer in. That's yes. why I said what model. Yeah, but no, I've, I've I've worked on Gas Gas two hundred and fifty. Okay, okay I'll take in. that. I will You're accept out, that John. answer. Yep. Okay, I'm going. We're the weird one. A Yamaha Hopper. Oh god! A Yamaha Hopper. <laughs> They it's were basically like, a shopping cart with two wheels. Yeah, yeah. Yamaha hoppers were actually quite shit. popular okay. in it. Oh, shit bike is that? Okay. Do you know a Yamaha hopper? Oh, yeah, we have one that fucking they showed up in the garage. Mm. There's one showed up last week, yeah. darling. Really? Yeah. Yes. Oh, is that what that was? Yes. Yeah, that, was home, that was Evan's ah. fucking thing. Evan. Evan's got a uh, Yamaha hopper okay. or mm-hmm. two. All right. And Not- actually, they weren't called Yamaha hoppers in England. They were called QT 50s because they're cuties. Indeed. Yeah, yes. exactly. <laughs> All right. All right, Not. A Honda. <laughs> yes. Of course, you probably worked on it. I don't know why I'm even asking. It's an NR700. The oval piston motherfucking thing. No such beast. Yeah, the NR700. 750, excuse me. There you go. NR750. No, I know it. I knew it. Come on. What? No, I've I've worked on one. Uh, You have? Yep. What did you do to it? I changed a tire on one. Oh, shit. This is is bullshit. No, well, I mean, you know, it's it's, it's very unglamorous. But I tell you what, when you change the tire on... What was then, this is back in the 90s, Yeah. when you could buy a superbike for like Mm £4,000, and somebody brings in a £36,000 motorcycle with Mm -hmm. a flat-back tire, you better have your fucking wits about you, because it scared the shit out of me changing the tire on it. Yeah, and it's also a single-sided swinger, so you yeah. got to have the fucking Ooh, special like thing on there too. Yeah, no, yeah. He, well, no, you get the tool with the bike. Oh, and it comes with it. Nice. It okay. comes. It the NR seven hundred and fifty. You had this box, yeah. and it was like a gun case, and you opened it up, and all the special tools to work on the bike Holy came cr- with it, Holy including shit. the wrench with the wheel. But you still Whoa. have to you you put tape over the nut because you don't yeah. want to spoil the plating on the nut. Yeah. Yeah. Oh Jesus. Okay. Yes. Yes. All the things. Fuck. All right. Yes. Can't think of anything anymore. All right. Then. All right. I got one. Yes. Oh, if wait. You, no, no, no wait, go ahead. No, it's Bagel's turn, isn't it? Oh, okay. Bagler. <laughs> you get so excited. No, oh, but I think Bagel's, oh, I oh, bagels, bagels out. Bagel's out. Yeah. Mike. It's Mike. All right. A Victoria. Oh, the scooter with a weird like. No. Well, is this a scooter? The record player. Oh. Oh, wait a minute. That's a forerunner to the Douglas. No, I haven't worked on one of them. Ooh. Ooh. Oh, well done. Wow! If you'd have, yeah, if you'd have, if you'd have said a Douglas, which is kind of what it merged into, I have, but no, I've never worked on a. Victoria. I have a Douglas right here. Was that same as the airplane? Yeah, there you go. I've worked on one of them. Okay, I think I have one. All right, all right. So he's out. All right, who's left? Jim, Jim me, and me. I think <laughs> I just like no. to ride motorcycles. All right, Jim, go ahead. Oh God. Okay, here we go. I need uh, I need glasses and bagel to pronounce this for me. <laughs> So it's a, a scooter. Yes. Manufactured from 56 to 79. Yes. I will not accept a, uh, a, a from another country manufacturer. Yes. It's the Vyatka. The Russian Vyatka <laughs> was a Vyatka. brand of Soviet scooter manufactured by the Vyatsky Paliani machine building <laughs> plant. Comrade! Between 1956 and 79. Was, Did they make yes. Mosin rifles too? Probably. And a lot of pain. A lot of pain and misery was their now, main product. As. Bagel knows I am no stranger to Eastern Bloc scooters. In fact, 
I think the first time me and Bagel met, I was on a Simpson Schreiber. Do yes. you remember that? <laughs> um, however, I have never worked oh! on a Bianca. Oh. Oh. Yeah, okay, I, here's the out I can give you, though. It is based, they copied a Vespa 150 engine <laughs> and then put it in a bunch right. of shitty yes. other stuff. Wait a minute. But, but let, on, me, let me tell you a little bit about the Bianca, though. Oh, good. It, it does look astonishingly like a Vespa 150, but it's... It, it, they made it bigger. Like, mm. it's not the same size. It's about, like, 10 to 15% bigger than a Vespa. So it's so it's almost like the guy who was doing the it. industrial espionage was was having the bike described <laughs> over the telephone. <laughs> got the dimensions he was, wrong. He was eating a lot of <laughs> pasta at the time. <laughs> and they were, and they were like, this, this bike is for small Italian. We need a big bike but for, for Russians. Russians. Yes. You make bigger, yes. I might want to bring my bear with me. In Russia, Scooter rides you. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, it's down to me and Knox. So there is no winner in this game, only a loser. Mm. Oh, God. between me and Knox. If we... If one of us gets it and the other doesn't, we have a winner. Okay, okay. I I was like, I can either go old or I can go cheap, but I'm going to go old. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) You can do old, Angie. I'm going with... A Roper Steam Velocipede. A Roper Steam Velocipede. <laughs> Made from 1867 to 1869. <laughs> and it has, it has to be a Roper. A Roper Steam Velocipede. I have not worked on a Roper. Yes! All right, this is you, Doc. You have to get out and tie with me, and then we All right, what about a, What about a Britain VR 1000? Oh, God, I've worked on them. This is, <laughs> this is bullshit. <laughs> I want, give me de- I want details, <laughs> goddammit. <laughs> You've laid hands on a Briton? I've had, uh, yes. What did you do? Did you change a tire uh, on it? No, I wish. <laughs> did you I, diddle it? She wiped off the drool. Yeah, basically. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, cleaning. Wiped it, off the wet spots. No, I, I cleaning it's uh, akin to working on it. No. What? It's, no. Um, <laughs> Is that, laid hands count? on it. That's all right. Yeah, all right. We'll take it. Because you, when you it. clean things, you certainly do not well, no, make them they, shine. Um, no, we parts? did a. Um, it was coming through. It actually came through one of the workshops in Monterey, and it was doing a track day at Laguna Seca. Mm. Oh, and the guy needed it prepping for inspection. So, oh. okay, track so track. I, okay. I just did a, I just did a, a setup for inspection. Had to lock wire a couple of things. Hmm. Okay. Um, is there a? Uh, oh, but I was going to say. By the way, this is the Roper Velocipede. Velocipede. That's like fucking chitty, oh my chitty, good bang, Lord. bang. What about... Yeah, you could definitely I, die. Why slubber in that thing? Is that I gotta be honest with you. Oh, no. No. I don't think that bike's real. Oh, no, it is. Not with those wheels. What about the British Sunbeam? <laughs> oh, yeah. Sunbeam S7 like and S8. They were Have lovely bikes. Have you ever worked on a West Coast so, Customs chopper? West Coast chopper. <laughs> oh, God, no. Um, I'm going right, to tell you. Out. You did it. I'm right. finally out. I'm going to tell you about a friend of mine who had a Sunbeam S7 back in England, and he had it as a sidecar because they were sidecar tugs because they were had a lot of power low down, mm-hmm. and he just had this flat plank as a sidecar with a wheel on the side, a caster, and then we thought, oh, wouldn't it be fun if we bolt a toilet to it? So we actually bolted a porcelain toilet to this. So you could sit on a porcelain toilet. And read the paper. Reading the paper while you're going down the road on this Sunday. Having a smoke. Yes. It was brilliant. You know this bike? Oh, my God. I can't see. What is that bike? 
Burial. Oh, it's a square four. I can't. I can't. I can't see it. It's tiny bike. She probably has. You had an aerial down there not long ago, didn't you? I've I've worked on most aerials. I mean, yeah. that's aerials are really the pride of Birmingham. I mean, that's mm-hmm. that's absolutely the highest quality of machine that we can we made in Birmingham. Um, well, that was that, that was a I fun got game. One more. No, How no, game's one? over, Mike. Game's over. No, Save no. it. The yeah. Rudge Rapid. Oh, Rudge. Probably. Oh, the yeah. Oh, you've had one of those here before. Yeah, I've, yeah. I've got, duck, 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 duck. Yeah, I came down to the garage on a Rudge, you loony. Yeah, see? Oh, yeah. See, I think this is a fun game. We could play this endlessly. Um, do you think we should call it Stump the Chumps? <laughs> <laughs> She's stumping us. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> the Chump and Dump. Stump the Chumps. <laughs> the well, no, there are, there are common denominators here that... Um, I haven't worked on. I, you know, I think it's kind of shameful that I haven't worked on any SSRs. But you know, I was going to ask you: Is there a bike that you? I still believe I won the the one with the Duke, the Harley Davidson. Oh, and the VR. Yeah. yeah. Um. Anyway, I know I'm what not you, salty. I know what you're going <laughs> to salty card. I know what you're going to ask, Jim, and I will attempt. I'll work on any bike, but the biggest caveat for me is getting parts. I was going to ask, is there one that you haven't worked on that you would not mind working on, regardless of parts, et cetera? Is there a bike you'd like to lay your hands on? Oh, I on love them all, darling. I know that, but you know, one in particular. But, like a Russian-built scooter. You know, <laughs> I, I, no, I kind of missed out, and it was really by chance that I missed out not working on it. I'd really love to own one. I'd like a Hesketh. I'd like Hesketh to like, Vampire? No, not the vampire, the, oh, yeah, okay. the V1, the earlier okay. one, um, the naked one. I would love to lay my hands on a Hesketh. Have but you worked it, on a zero? I doubt whether I ever will now. Have um, you ever worked on a Zero motorcycle? Yeah, I've worked on a Zero. Oh, interesting. I've worked on Terry's. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Yeah, she got you with that. Wow. Well, you know, you've got, to try, yeah. keep, you're not you've, got to, you've got to try and keep him safe. I was going to say, you're not allowed uh, to let that leave if it's unsafe. Uh, yeah, how many welds it is still a Zero? Yeah. What about a Lightning? <laughs> What? Oh, a lightning! All right, j- stop playing the game, Mike. How many? Uh, Save it for next time. Do not answer to... that, Emma. Save how many, it. How many welds did you have to grind off Terry's motorcycle? Oh God! <laughs> no, <laughs> hey, you guys want to hear about my trip? Yes. You went some. Fine. I saved. I saved some of the it? good <laughs> stories. <laughs> um, bagel. Yeah. I'm just gonna let you know you're gonna be so jealous. Ah. Because uh, you know who accompanied us on his motorcycle? Uh, who's that? And who pulled out his guitar and entertained us that night? No way. Jimmy Khan! Yes, that's awesome. Yeah, he joined Sweet. us. Moines, uh, good friend Jimmy, who is a musician. I highly recommend his music. It's in Udu, but it still is it fun. It was jamming. I was, it was uh, fun listening yeah. to today. And he's got uh, Jimmy Khan on YouTube. Just you like check that. Out his <laughs> so yeah, you guys, um, the trip was successful. Wow. Yes, you're here. It, you're back. Uh, I still haven't been I barely functioned. It really. Do you have any embedded gravel? <laughs> no. <laughs> it really um, took a lot out of us. Um, uh, you know, doing the mm-hmm. time change, uh, the adrenaline, the the hard riding we were doing. Yeah. Um, just eating different food. It was hot. It was hot there. Down in the like the cities. Once we got way up into the mountains, not so much. But yeah. 
Um, you were saying that you just hit the ground running. You got on the ground and boom, 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 boom. boom everything just kind of unfolded up. So what time? Yeah. What time of day did you land? Well, we landed at like three in the morning. Oof. And so was that? But we didn't get out of the airport till like seven thirty in the morning. Right. Oh, so that's man. the beginning of the day. Were you mm-hmm. traveling that day, or did you have any time to relax? Well, hold on. First, we got to say goodnight to Mike. Thanks for joining us, Mike. Hey, yeah, take it See easy, you, Mike. Dude. See you, Mike. Congrats on your first track day, Holmes. Hey, Mike. Yeah, thanks. I got to have Sunday dinner. All right. Cool. See you, Mike. Bye, Freya. Bye, Freya. Bye, Freya. Little Miss Poopy Pants. Oh, that's Miss Simma. Poopy Pants. Oh. That's old me. Bye, Freya. Bye, guys. Bye, Miss <laughs> she got me pegged. Oh, she that, that was that. Uh, yeah. She's talking to all she of us. Right in. <laughs> um, yeah, we hit the ground running. Well, the first day we were all just out of sorts. Yeah, of course. So we just uh, he just got, shot us into Islamabad traffic, driving on the left side of the road, and then up a mountain to go look at a view. And so we so were wait, like, wait, 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 wait. Hang on. So you get out of the airport at seven thirty. Yeah. Are the bikes waiting for you at the airport? No, no, no. We went back to the hotel and checked in. and um, Get your rooms, mm, drop your gear. Yeah. And then meet in the lobby two hours later. and uh, Yeah, something like that. I'm curious how it was. I remember the first time you went getting off the plane, it was kind of like, oh, my gosh, what's going on? Like cattle and waiting. It had to be separated. Now this is, what, the third trip? How yeah. is it? How is it coming into the airport like now that you're kind of a veteran? Well, they built a new airport, so it's a much bigger, more modern airport. Mm. Um, wow! And um, so it was much more familiar to me than the old one where we were just like cattle in a big warehouse kind of thing. Right. Um, but it was just the time it takes because now you got to get in line to get a COVID test, and then you got to get in line to go get your visa checked, and then you got to do this and that, and, you know. Mm. Um, <clears throat> but we got out. Um, uh, getting into Islamabad traffic, it was sketchy because right away we're saying like ride in a pack, ride tight, and light turns red. What do you do? How many people? <clears throat> there were nine of us mm. plus mine, so ten bikes. That's hard in America. And you don't, you don't like we don't know where we're going, and and so there were a couple times, and I always tell everyone when you're riding in a group, you have to ride tight because when you hit that red light, and if mm. there's a gap. Yeah, and this screwed. did happen. People had a gap. Everyone kept going through the red light, just following, and cars started coming out and cut us off. I saw what was about to happen, so I stopped. I was at the back of the pack. But a couple people almost got nailed because the person in front of them left a gap. If you ride tight, the cars won't move when the light turns green. Mm-hmm. So we had a close call, a few close calls like that, and almost getting separated and Get in and roundabouts, but it's a good primer. Throw throw them into the deep water, you know. Yep, yep. Um, and did everybody do okay? Did you have any uh, any issues, like as far as people having a no rash? issues? And I and I want to say, so we're riding an uh, Atlas Honda CB one fifty F. This hmm. is a Pakistani uh, company um, that licenses uh, designs from Honda. And like how many, they make a huge number a month, right? What was it? So last time I was there, we visited the factory. Um, They were churning out like a million bikes a year and they were very proud of the fact that every 32.5 seconds, a bike came off the assembly line. 
Jeez. And that point five was important. Well, it's been four years since I was there. And we had the Honda guys traveling with us. And I said, so I'm just curious, did you manage to scrape away that point five? Are you down to 32 yet? And he goes, we're at 17 seconds. Wow. Every Whoa. 17 seconds. That's amazing. A bike comes off the assembly line. Yeah. I would imagine automation, wow. right? Something like that. No, it's not really automation. Really just refining the process Dude, or it's, whatever? they have two parallel assembly lines, and they, they're they really long. It's just okay. a very long warehouse, and there are people like every five feet stationed wow. to putting on their piece. It's wow. that's When they make it simple. from the like ingot, right? From the chunk of metal? Yeah, there are a few things that they make that are sent um or come from out of house uh like chains and Mm -hmm. calipers you know there's already companies making that stuff but they're pressing and welding frames they're forging all the pistons and engine and cutting teeth and all that stuff there i got to see it all um so the bikes are um kind of like you know evan outback he's got that cb 500 f like a smaller version of that, a CB150F. Right. Mm-hmm. Just mm-hmm. a simple bike. Um, but boy, they are the perfect bike for the environment. It's the largest displacement bike sold by Honda in Pakistan. Mm-hmm. They have 70s, 90s, 100s, 125s, and the 150. So, is that you, a prestige model? Like, I got a 150. Like, yeah, this is. Yeah. Like, well, when this model came out, it has these, um, not fairings, but what do you call like tank. Uh, cowls on the sides of the tank Mm -hmm. that are part of the design Mm -hmm. that they knew would limit who buys it because you can't have a child sitting on the tank because of these these you know cowls Mm -hmm. um so this is designed for somebody who can afford a nice sport bike yeah kind of thing yeah or use it for touring so it's it's an aspirational bike i think that's uh, yeah. What, yeah aspirational excuse me yeah and like we a did flagship kind of thing 2200 kilometers mm. on these 150s which is with what 1700 miles something like that or something like uh, bagel's probably better at yeah figuring that out <clears throat> yeah something like that yeah um but we headed up into the mountains on our first full day going up on Murray Road that, you know, um, Bagel knows. And right yep. away, and this is something that's common, and part of the reason we're doing these trips uh, that, that Moyne has people to Pakistan is change the world's perception. Mm-hmm. And we stopped at a roadside little chai stand, and we're ha- just having chai, and we're a circus. Yeah. Because there's yeah. nine of us, and then there's Moyne, and there's three Honda guys in a big Honda truck. There's five film crew in a big van. And then there's um, three other guys traveling in another truck carrying all of our luggage celebrities. and everything. So right we're, we're like uh, the caravan, you know? And so people are stopping to say, like, well, hey, what's how going do you, on? How do you say, do you know who I am in Urdu? <laughs> <laughs> I do know how to say, Miranam Liza. My name is Liza? Yeah. yeah all right. G. Um, <laughs> But right away, a nice guy stopped with his family and his kids and wanted to take pictures with us like we're celebrities. That's what they do. And um, he just said, you know, uh, where are you from? We're from the USA. Wow. And why are you here? We're tourists enjoying your country. And he's like, wow. He goes, please, please go back and tell everyone we are not terrorists. Mm-hmm. And this is the message. And Moyne, maybe, I mean, um, Bagel, maybe you experience this too. Yep. And it's it's heartbreaking. <clears throat> That they know yeah. that there's this misconception mm-hmm. that they're all yeah. dangerous, or uh, that's his message 
to take home. Please yeah. tell everyone we're not terrorists. Yeah, I mean, the government is not the people over there, you know, or whatever. Yeah. You know, it's so. Um, the, the writing there, I'll describe, <clears throat> the writing is amazing. If you want to take an adventure, go to Pakistan just for the writing. Yeah. Some of the mm-hmm. roads are like racetrack, smooth, mm-hmm. sweepers, you know, like the stuff we do here in the hills that we brag about. Mm-hmm. But you're going to do that for like just for miles and like hundreds of miles. Mm-hmm. Um, but then throw in these giant trucks and then throw in a herd of goats. And I, what I thought was remarkable landslide. Was, the, landslide. Was, was the altitude. You guys are like up there. Yeah. Like what we're talking the how high did you get ultimately? Um we went over two twelve thousand foot peaks and one sixteen thousand or fifteen five. Wow. Damn. Yeah. I mean yeah. I know around here I get up to like around nine thousand. How, how like, was you breathing up at sixteen thousand? Oh, I'm fine. Like oh, yeah. here, huffing yeah. and puffing. Yeah, I was gonna say. <laughs> I'm fine. But um yeah, sometimes the roads are amazing, but you have these things to look out for. And also you have to remember that the road cart through the mountain. Is also yeah where they they take their their herds or their cows right. It's also the kids' playground, so you might come around a corner and there's a cricket match. Mm. It's also where they're setting up rugs and selling stuff. It's the marketplace. It's everything. Mm-hmm. It's it's also the social gathering spot. I mean yeah. Um, and there's a lot of water there, a lot of water coming out of the mountains. So a lot of um, uh, water crossings and just water yep. everywhere. Yeah, the water crossings were cool. It was like not a no joke water crossing. Like you don't want to get oh, yeah. swept away in that thing. And the oh, yeah. landslides, as and yeah, as Bagel said, lots of landslides. Um, it's yeah. it's a way of life. You'll be on a perfectly paved road, <clears throat> and then you come around a corner, and now you're on um, pointy, sharp baby head rocks mm-hmm. that are then mm-hmm. packed with like sand. So you just have the tops of all these pointy rocks sticking out. You're like I'm dirt biking now. It's it's life there landslides and they can't keep replacing the the tarmac so they just throw sand over it and pack it yeah i don't think it's even possible to um due to that frequency it's, but yeah. that's the paved roads and then you have a lot of dirt or dirt sections or sandbars mm-hmm. um you have a or, little bit of everything or roads that were paved once a very very long time ago which are now kind of half dirt <laughs> my favorite roads were the yeah. bad roads the once paved, now very broken roads. Yeah. And um, I had a blast on it. I just took off from the group. That's yeah. where I was like, yeah. You were talking today and you got all excited. You really enjoyed that writing. I loved it. And, you know, I think one of the reasons is, and it kind of comes back a little bit to Mike's track day, um, and also just riding in dirt, going to Hollister Hills, I found my lines. And I saw that a lot of the other women were just ho- holding a straight line and taking the beating of the potholes or the trench mm-hmm. or the whatever. And I would choose my line. Um, another thing is a lot of the roads we're on are carved out of the side of the mountain. So there's a steep drop off on one side. Mm-hmm. And everyone seemed to take the inside. They'd hug the mountain. Yeah. I took the outside a lot of times. And I would, between the potholes and the, the edge... There would be a smooth patch. Yeah, if you're not used to dirt, uh, people yeah. will look right in front of the front tire. Yeah, mm-hmm. if you're not used to yeah. really keeping your eyes up, that, that's people's natural tendency if they're not used to it. it and also, um, accelerate when you're coming up to a pothole or a, yep. a little trench or a goat, and just lighten the front wheel. <laughs> or goat. Yeah, or goat. I thought you were supposed to yeah, ollie. We, Aren't you supposed to ollie over the potholes? Yeah, yeah. We learned that at the Honda School in uh, Southern mm-hmm. California, just going over the logs. 
Just so the roads were just amazing, and and I had a lot of fun. And some of them, oh, you guys, we were doing a we went over a mountain. Um, uh, Bagel, did did you go over to Chitral or Chandour, or did you go DSI? Uh, we went to DSI, yeah. Okay, so this time we went up to Kundrab, and then we went to the western side, uh, headed cool. over towards Afghanistan. The closest I got was six miles from Afghanistan. That's Damn. close. <clears throat> but wow. That's within missile range. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, and the three major mountain ranges we're riding in are the Himalayas, the um, Kurukharam, and the Hindu Kush. And but we're doing this mountain road where it's 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 almost like Skyline Boulevard, you mm-hmm, know. Mm-hmm. And there's all these people parking and having picnics and looking at the view down below. Right. It's very well populated. The cities down below, and it's just these sweepers. And then we had to go through a, a, a short um, tunnel, and it was dusk, and mm. all the bats were oh, dropping down. Awesome! And oh, so wow. you're like oh, cool. ducking as cool. you go sailing through. <laughs> so cool. You just don't want to take the one cave. in the mouth, but other than yeah. that, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, ah, oh, this is fun. That's cool. But again, like I was saying with Mike, um, I was able to ride so much faster than the women when we gotten into all these twisties, and for me, it was um, sightline taking the outside well, and i keep trying to how, teach people how much of it was like familiarity because you've been on some of i hadn't roads, been right? on that one that particular one okay yeah. no um and just amazing how much speed you can carry when you go on the outside and get mm-hmm. your line of sight mm-hmm. to see the apex yeah and then Guess. cut in and i kept trying to show some of like follow my line follow my line i'm trying to show you the faster way in. <laughs> like, leave me alone, bitch. I want to do my own thing. Um, I think there's a cliff right there, right? Yeah. And it's not about going faster. It's about going smoother. But being smoother, you speed up. Yeah. So I cannot um, say enough about what a great, um, just a ride it mm-hmm. is. The challenging rides, going over mountains and, and some of these really yeah. rough roads, some of these almost death roads with switchbacks. Definitely water crossings, yeah, for sure. Oh, yeah. Lots so, um, so any breakdowns, any crashes? What's the uh, any carnage? So, there was quite a few crashes. Um, uh, Arlette had four crashes. Ooh. Oh, so she won. And uh, <laughs> yeah, and uh, also let's see, there were a couple had crashes. Um, nothing bad, mm-hmm. except for we did have one bad crash, and that was two of our support crew. It was a twofer. It was a twofer. Oh, no. They were riding two up. On one of the bikes, because um, whenever if any of the women were feeling not well or not up to the ride, they could tap out, go in the truck, and Moyne would put one of his guys on. <coughs> so we had two guys. I don't know why they were riding two up, but um, he was wearing the rider was wearing sunglasses, and there's a series of tunnels, and he didn't see the turn, the curve in the tunnel, mm. and he Ooh. ran into the wall. Ooh. Ouch. Yeah, and he got um, basically, and they didn't have any gear on. Um, his ankle got scraped along the. It's a high curb in these. Got oh. scraped along against the bike and the curb. Yeah, it was pretty gnarly. Oh, and then he finally, <clears throat> the front wheel caught, and the bike flipped, and the guy in the back got launched up into the air and came down and landed on his shoulder. They thought he had maybe broken his shoulder or his uh, scap uh, or um, collarbone. Collarbone. They were both really rocked. Um, took him to the hospital. 
And then um, they both turned out to be okay. That's good. Wow. Yeah. Scary. Um, yeah. <clears throat> it was scary. Um, not as scary as... There were two things that were were a little scary for me. Again, I like a challenging ride. Um, one basic rule, if you don't want to die, don't follow Moine. You know that one, Bagel? <laughs> mm. Um. Yeah, I, I, I took that as a challenge a couple times, actually. <laughs> yeah, well, so did I. <clears throat> and, um, I mean, uh, for those who did know you me. you chase like, the rabbit? Ah, dude, Jim knows me pretty well. <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't get rocked by a lot of stuff. I, I know my, print, my limits pretty well, and I'll jump off a building or, you know, like I. I was, rent a helicopter. Rent a, yeah, hang out a helicopter <laughs> with John, right? Um, I don't fear for my life often. But I did fear for my life. I did get in over my head. Um, so I followed Moyne. Um, there was a cool dirt trail that went down from the highway down towards a river <clears throat> where there was an, a pedestrian uh, suspension bridge. And, I, and I'm like, that looks fun, you know, a little goat trail that we could just go down and mm-hmm. then it came back up the other side. Um, Is this in Gilgit? I don't remember where it was. Um, it was not necessary for our path. Yeah. This was just, think, we pulled over on the side road and looked at it. Um, I can show you. Uh, well, the bridge, like a <clears throat> suspension bridge. I looked at it, I was like, that's kind of sketchy, but I'm like, I think I'd go for it, right? It didn't look like an unreasonable thing so to do. So we go down, and then Moyne just kept going and went over this little suspension bridge. By little, it was about three feet wide and the guardrail was about just below my knee. It was a, a wooden planked suspension bridge for pedestrians. And Indiana Jones, I think he used those pretty much. And it had (laughs) rotted boards and stuff gaps in it. So Moyne goes over and I'm like, well, it looks easy enough. So I follow him and I'm going over and at first it's easy. But then as I'm getting towards the middle, it's it's really leaning to one side. And there was a big gap in some of the boards, big enough for my front wheel to fall in. So <clears throat> I went up on the higher side. Again, it's only three feet wide. Went up on the higher side, which then caused it to sway to the left. Ooh. So then I got around it and I kind of went down to even it out, but I went too far, which caused it to sway to the right. Oh, man. So I bring it back up and... I'm looking down at the river below and realizing oh. in all my gear that I, there's no way I'll even be able to come up for one breath. And so Those I start putting my feet down. I start putting my feet down to kind of dab and walk, which causes the pendulum to keep going. Oh, no. Now oh. this bridge is swinging. Oh, no. And I am just going, oh, fuck, oh, fuck, oh, fuck, oh, fuck, 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 fuck. But keep going, keep going, keep going. And I finally... Because you can't stop when it swings. It's like you can't sand. Stop. You just gotta, you just gotta uh. get on the throttle and look up. And the boards going clack, clack, clack because they're all like. You're like, this is it. This is how it ends. Oh. And I get over to the other side and I look back, and um, Moyne's friend Jimmy had followed me, and I'm just like, oh, Jimmy, <clears throat> and and he gets across and we're looking at each other like, oh my oh, god, yeah. oh man. And then I see other women are lining up, and I'm waving my arms and yelling across this river, <laughs> no! no, don't do it. 
And and they stop and then I'm like, oh my gosh. Then I start surveying where we are and it's all just like a rocky hillside and I'm trying to find a place to build my new house because I'm never going back. <laughs> did you peep, did like, you peep yourself a little you bit? You can just deliver food. Yeah, you may have to go I'll through China. I'll just sleep here on this rock. Liza? Mm-hmm. Did Whip-Bip-Pee come out? Whip-Bip-Pee come out. I think Whip-Bip-Poo came out. Whip-Bip-Everything. Wow. Wow. It was, but honestly. All the things started leaking. I've never, I was telling Jim, I've never experienced this in my life, but I knew that if I tried to ride back, I would be paralyzed with fear. Fear. I've never in my life been paralyzed with fear, ever. That's your survival, survival instinct. And so I knew you, I would be paralyzed with fear, so I made Moyne ride it, and I kind of crawled back over. You, you found your limit wow. in Pakistan, huh? And that was not a maybe. short bridge. It had to have been 100 mm. yards. I mean, it was a... Oh, not a, maybe 50 yards, yeah. I don't know. It looked it's long enough longer. to me like, ooh, dude. Mm. Um, yeah, it was, it was sketch, but I did it. Wow. The only other time... Did you ride back, though? No, I made Moyne ride it, and I crawled. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I mean, which I re- was also scary. I remember when you rode up the Evil Knievel ramp at Snake River. Yeah. I mean, that was no, you know. Yeah, I can't believe that. That was not for the weak of heart. I didn't do that. No, um, it was scary. The other time that I kind of got into my head, like, we went through a death tunnel. Um, so m- Which one? <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> I know. I know. Um, Bagel, this was over going towards... Uh, Coming uh, from Gilgit, I think. Um, It's this giant tunnel through the mountain. You have to take this mountain road up to the top. Mm -hmm. And it's about six miles long with no lights or ventilation. Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. Six miles. What if there's a landslide and you get buried in there? (sighs) Well, here's the thing. And the reason I call it a death tunnel is because two motorcyclists have already died in the tunnel by succumbing to the fumes in there. There's no oxygen in the middle because there's so many cars and trucks going through. And, you know, they got that diesel Uh, and, you know, um, and it's not clean diesel. No, not at all. Um, Wearing sunglasses. And so they have a no motorcycles allowed policy. You have to, like, rent a taxi or a truck and get your bike hauled through and go in the truck. So, of course, Moyne did his little thing, and he had to get permission, then they had to call a higher-up, and then they had to call a higher-up and get, like, I don't know, some, like, general of uh, traffic safety or something to say, okay. And then they had to stop all traffic from both sides of the mountain for half an hour. Oh, my God. Before we could drive through with no other cars in there. Was that the same... China tunnel that you guys no, bum rushed one. that you bum rushed yeah, that last time? No, different one. But um and here's where like technically we weren't in danger, but the whole time I'm going through and I'm going, Am I getting lightheaded? Am I getting dizzy? Is that whoa? <laughs> like you know, it gets into your head, you know? Right. And I'd be like, Hold on, just take a breath. <gasps> Oh, that felt okay. I'm okay. It's like, like, wow, diesel. Oh, am I starting to get... I feel a lot better all of a sudden. <laughs> Maybe you're getting lightheaded because you're stuck. I'm really <laughs> walking in that tunnel. You know, tunnels are weird. I remember five or six years ago, back when I was driving tour bus, there's a tunnel when you go, when you leave um, Yosemite. Mm-hmm. And if you go a certain right. way, and it's it's only about a mile long, but it's tight. 
Yeah. And I'm in an air-conditioned tour bus, driving a tour bus going through this tunnel, and I'm, like, super claustrophobic. Yeah. Mm. Um, mm. I'm panicking halfway through the tunnel. Thank God I didn't have anybody on the bus. Mm. But I'm like, I'm not going through here again. So yeah. six miles long? Oh, my God. Well, I, and... I would not be a happy Emma. Yeah. So, um, uh, uh, Umer, the one who was on the back of the bike that crashed in the other tunnel... He was now recovered. It turns out he just like tore tore muscles, but he was okay. Mm. Well, Michelle has asthma, and she was afraid to go into that tunnel. Mm. So she asked for somebody to ride the bike, and Umer was the replacement. So he was in the middle of the pack, and I was in the back, and I could see him going slower than the rest of the pack. We were told to stay together. He's going slower and slower, and they're getting further and further away to the point where I can't even see him anymore. I'm like, what are you doing, dude? Like, we're the only ones in the tunnel. Like, catch up. <clears throat> well, turns out. He was huffing. He was having, like, PTSD from his crash oh. in the last tunnel. Oh. And was yeah, freaking out. Yeah. Oh. Was freaking out for six miles. Oh, oh man. Oh, oh guy. Man. That's horrible. Poor guy. I know. That's I true. know. Um, uh, Some highlights. Uh, I think I've mentioned before a woman named Zenith Irfan. First, yes. a woman to ride solo around uh, Pakistan, <clears throat> about the same time I did my first trip. But hers uh, turned into a career as a speaker, and now she has a TV show there. Nice. Uh, so she came out, and production let her go from filming to come have dinner with us the first night. Oh, cool. So that's cool. We got to see Zenith. And then- um, It's like a power meeting of the ladies. Huh? <laughs> when we were in Goldman, um, we got to hang out for two days with Rosie Gabrielle, mm -hmm. if you know her from oh, yeah. her YouTube channel. She lives there now. Yeah. So her and her husband, Adil, joined us for a bit, and we had some fun with her. Um, and just uh, meeting all sorts of, of people along the way. We had a guy named Adnan who was doing his own tour who came across us. Turns out, and this is so cute, he, he went up to Moyne and said, I got into writing when I first saw you in the news, this is 2012, hmm. when Moyne rode his bike from San Francisco to Pakistan. Uh -huh. This is kind of how Moyne became mm -hmm. a name there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And he said, that inspired me to get into riding and to touring. And because of Moyne, he was doing this tour. And also he had on his phone a picture because he was, had become a fan of Moines when Moyne won the motocross championship. There was a picture of Adnan with him doing a selfie. Oh, nice. That's awesome. When Moy, with Moyne nice. and his trophy. Oh, so for great. him to run into Moyne so just up in the in. mountains. He was part of the crew. And he's like, yeah. oh, my God, it's Moyne Khan. And <laughs> what what's going on here? Nice. So he, he was cool. His name is Adnan. And he joined us for like the second half of the trip and just awesome. kind of tailed us. And, um, yeah, joined us for meals and stuff like that. Rad. So that was fun. That's I just rad. love when you just, like, pick up, you know, travelers. And that's one of the things that Moyne is, is great at. Have you, have you figured out just how much influence Moyne has in that country yet? Because we know he's something of a celebrity. But Moyne's got this habit of being able to call people in extremely important places, yeah. hasn't he? Well... Uh, let me tell you, though, I, I've kind of gotten spoiled by Moyne. And I'm I'm always just like, you know, let's just just ask. Just ask if you want to do stuff. So let's see. At one um, hotel, I said, hey, can I borrow the van? It was one of those <laughs> micro vans that looks like a clown car. Yeah. 
you know, those teeny tiny ones. <laughs> like and they were like yeah, looking at me confused. And Moyne's like, yeah, let her take it. Okay. So I went and drove that minivan um, and with a group of women. And we went and did a, an excursion up into the hills, which was fun. And they're like, wait, I want to drive. I'm like, no. I, I, I thought, asked. I thought you'd come back with a f- filled full of little kids and start back, come back um, and play a soccer match or something. Throwing candy out the and then, back. Yeah, right. And then at another place, they had a 1980s army jeep. It was Pakistan army jeep. Like straight up, you know, the fold-down window and everything. Mm. <clears throat> made in Cleveland. Mm. It what? came from the U.S. Army to the Pakistan no Army. And the guy who worked at the hotel was a major in the Army and... So I'm like, yeah, can I drive your Jeep? Um, uh, sure, yeah. I'm like, okay, give me the keys. He's like, oh, wait, what? They don't really believe it. And I'm like, yeah, so let's see. Reverse is up here and don't touch that high-low. And Okay, and that thing was so hard to drive. The clutch had about one inch of play. <laughs> oh, So I kept popping the clutch. and yeah, 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 The yeah, race yeah. clutch. And then the brake, you just took your foot over it and thought about stopping. I mean, it was the tiniest movement i can't believe how hard it was so i had a group of women in the back clinging screaming as i'm careening down and trying to avoid herds of sheep and do a little water crossing and and then downshift downshift (laughs) you got the you got the race truck that's what you got and then once we got into like the main road that went down to the village i got i'm like okay you can you can take it now but the fact (laughs) he said yes but there were a couple times we were told no surprisingly um, I was feeling a little bit like just just ask anything you want. So <laughs> when we were um, um, bagel, you know the checkpoint to go up to Kundrab, where you have mm-hmm. to like give your passport and all this shit just to go up to the yep. border of China, and they yep. have these security guards there. I'm like, hey, can I shoot your gun? <laughs> oh my god, Liza! No. No. You, you do not shoot the AK. No, 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 no AK. No shooting AK. I was like, well, it's worth a try. But they did let me operate the gate for a while. Moin's yeah. <laughs> like, Liza, you're not helping. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Did you charge money at the gate? How, how do you say she's special in Urban? <laughs> <laughs> um, the other one, and this was interesting. So we were trying to um, get to our hotel before dark. And there's the shortcut and the over the mountain long way. And the shortcut is the the motorway, which is like a toll road, like a big, like eight lane freeway. No motorcycles allowed. Mm. Mm. So of course, Moyne drove us up to the toll booth. Adventure time. Of which we get waved to the side, and he's like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, these are the one fifties. We can go faster because you got guys on seventies, right? Yeah. We can we can do like fifty five miles an hour. Like we can keep up." Uh, we got to get permission. Hold on. So we're on the side road for like 20 minutes as they're like calling people and more guys start coming around and there's a circle of guys scratching their heads and like, I don't know. We got to get permission from this guy and we're trying and Moyne's like, this is going to be cool. We're going to be the first motorcycles on the the motorway. Nice. And finally got a call like, no. No. No riding the motorcycles on the highway. Yeah, so then hey, we, had ask, drive, we had to drive. We had to ride across it. all of the toll plazas oh, oh, no. to get to the other side <laughs> oh, to get no. out of there and go the long <laughs> way. But yeah. I was like, oh darn! So they apparently they do know how to say no. Yeah. It's it's nay, but yeah, yeah. yes. Um, <laughs> you tried at least. That's what's important. Yeah. Yeah, and you know the other thing that you can't describe me. I said the roads are amazing. 
for a ride. The roads are amazing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You can't describe how big these mountains are, how wide these rivers are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. These yeah. glaciers, how close they are. Um, it's it's massive. And the air must be really clear. Like, can you probably see for miles and miles and miles down valleys and all that kind of stuff? Oh yeah, right? I mean, it's just it's just beautiful. Um, yeah. You're up at fifteen thousand feet. Fifteen five at Kundrab. Um, yeah, it was pre- it was pretty amazing. Um, then the final thing is, the, I think the biggest treat, and I think Bagel knows this as well, is it's the people that you're meeting. It's the people you meet on the side of the road. It's the people you're visiting in, you know, some of these hotels that you're staying at, uh, some of the business owners, mm. stuff like that. Um, it's, it's the people. It really is. Bagel, you, you know what I'm talking about, right? Mm-hmm. It's, it's the people who stop to say hello. Um, it's, and it's things like, you know, a lot of people have concerns about being safe there. We didn't ask for anything special. We didn't ask um, for any protection. But on more than one occasion, I found outside of our hotel or within the walls of our hotel, armed security guards mm. that were sent by the local police. When they hear that there's tourists in town, Let's just make sure everything's good. Not necessarily from like Taliban or something, mm. but you know, the haves and haves nots. You have a lot of people who have nothing and they may come around and just ask for money. So um, even in some of these remote villages up in the mountains, like Michelle went out to the bike to get something and she was shocked to find two guys with, you know, with AK 47 standing there staring at her. She's like, Oh, hello. Uh, <laughs> and, you know, it really made me feel safe to know that. It really did. Um, and also, uh, people like, and, and this is one of my favorite moments. I told you about this earlier, Jim. Um, we stopped on the side of the road just to like kind of regroup. And uh, a man came up on his little motorcycle next to us. Curious. And when people are curious, they come up and they say hi and just ask, who are you? And, um, and, and he said, um, my farm is just nearby. Would you like to come over for grapes? And I, I was like, grapes? Sounds good. Nice. We were stopping for a water break. So we, he leads us up through this village, and we stop on this road, and we go through this gate in a fence, and we're in a field, and there's a stone, like a small stone building and with water rushing by it, and it's the town mill. He owns the town mill where everyone comes. It has the giant millstone in there. It's like, you know, very old. Yeah, it was like no. rocks. They look old. And um, the man starts throwing rocks in a tree, and he's knocking down walnuts for us. Mm. And we're banging oh, wow. you know, rocks together, breaking walnuts. And then he sends his sons up uh, on the property, and they come back with grapes, bunches of grapes, and pomegranates just pulled from the trees. Mm. And then the next thing you know, these other people show up, and there's uh, blankets being spread out. There's warm bread, hot chai, Fresh butter. Nice. And this whole picnic spread, un- completely unplanned moment, but come on in. And the village just brought all this stuff out. That's awesome. And we just sat there and had this beautiful picnic in this field. And those are the kind of moments that I really, I really appreciate. Um, not planned. 
not expected, but to see that kind of hospitality, right? You know, is is truly truly amazing. Um, and in fact, uh, I do plan on going back again. It is my favorite place to visit for all of these reasons: for the ride, for the views, for the people, but also to take people there who've never been there and have, see their mind get blown. Mm-hmm. Um, but I can't go every year. But Moyne has trips every year. But you know, because of COVID, we were the only trip he had this year. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. And I don't know if you saw Bagel. We made international news. I did see that. Yeah. Isn't that crazy for being tourists? International right? news because while we were there, the um, the New Zealand cricket team had uh, flown in for a match. And they were given some intel that it wasn't safe. And they turned around mm. at the airport and left. Wow. So yeah. the people in Pakistan, it was big news. That the, well, New Zealand. This is the first time in 18 years that the New Zealand cricket team came to Pakistan. Wow. Black. And they are the top cricket team in the world right now, New Zealand. The Black Black Hats. Mm. Black Hats. Yep. Black Hats. Um, and so the news was picking up. Well, this cricket team says it's not safe, but these nine American women. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> just had a picnic in a field That's with awesome. RF and had a great time and said that they yeah. love this place and that it's safe. They were not allowed to shoot AKs, but they were allowed to eat pomegranates. <laughs> <laughs> on my first trip, it was a good day. On my first trip, we did get to shoot. <laughs> oh, you did? That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. On my yeah. first trip, we did. So you checked that box. At but least. it was a. Yeah. a, a you got to. You gotta ask for a hand grenade next time. You know what? Gotta, right. okay. It might be a thing where, like, you could uh, get one to have like a shoot and scoot kind of a thing. I'm pretty sure they could accommodate. Oh no, that'd be quite sweet, um, man. Big Russian machine gun. Yeah, <laughs> you, you want that RPG? Have RPG? We shoot RPG. Like, what uh, you know, it's a great trip. Like an old trunk load. Yeah. And the trip that I do, it's specifically it's a Chikistan trip. It's all women, and we are meeting women along the way and sure. doing all sorts of stuff. We were visiting a school and donating books. Chicks but he offers other other uh, trips, and Blo- John, Blokistan. I think you're you're interested, aren't you? <laughs> yeah. Blokistan. So I'm I'm actually I'm thinking about going. I'm probably about eighty percent sure I'm going now. Yeah. Um, so nice. next, uh, ne- probably next September. So, and I don't want to go alone. So I'll just put it out there for the podcast listeners. So if you're interested in going to this with yeah. me, holler at John. Um, holler at or either email through Liza. Or email directly at john at bigthumpers.com. And uh, we'll, I'll start putting a list together of folks who are interested, and we'll see we'll see how it goes. Now, a couple questions. Yeah. Liza, could we do a, um, a co-ed group, or does it need to be? Oh, yeah. You can do co-ed. Yeah. So I would like to do a co-ed group if any women. And like to... I said, our, our all-women trip had 14 men oh, there you go. <laughs> traveling with us. So not just for dudes. Uh, anybody can come. And uh, the other question <laughs> would be level of skill of rider. Yeah, level skill. It, you you need to be um, skilled. Uh, for me, just having some dirt experience, some track experience means I'm the best rider in the group. Um, you don't have to be the best rider because you're riding small bikes that are really forgiving. But somebody who doesn't have a lot of experience will be white knuckling and not enjoying it. Right. Mm-hmm. So it, yeah. you need a certain amount of experience to make that But trip. you don't have to be a GS trophy no, rider. No, 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 no. But just okay. but, a level you do of comfort with a motorcycle. Yeah. And and you need to be comfortable in, in poor road conditions as well because there will be uh, a lot of roads that are, are not so much roads as they are paths. And, yeah. You know, and there's if you can't navigate that, you're going to have a very hard time through a lot of areas on the trip. But... Yeah. You know, there are other great, great roads, you know, through a lot of it. 
Um, but it's just when you get out in some of the really remote areas where it, the scenery is the most spectacular, you do need to rely on those skills there. Yeah. And, and just to let you know, um, uh, he hasn't announced the prices yet, but I'm guessing it's going to be around $3,500. $3,500. Plus airfare. Plus airfare for two weeks. And what that covers is bikes, food, lodging, support. That's not bad. 3500 yeah. bucks. You yeah. will not find a better deal for a two-week trip. So I just looked online, yeah. and right now tickets over there are around eight dollars $900 for, for some for tickets. So, wow. you, okay. so you can figure that in there. And yep. if you really want to have a good time, you fly on Emirates, which goes through Dubai, and you get a two-day layover and go play in Dubai. I've done dune buggies in the desert. Yeah, <laughs> and it is so much fun. Can't you go skiing also? Don't you they go skiing slope? at the mall? Yeah, yes, <laughs> and buy a Ferrari. That yeah. is like the most American, non-American thing. So skiing I, at the mall, totally. If, the, the if mall, you're interested, the mall of America in Dubai, right? <laughs> so if you're interested, make sure that you email either Liza or myself. Also, you can check out Moyne's website. There you go. A different agenda dot com. Um. So uh, as a side note, uh, you'll enjoy this bagel. So Moyne's first website, I don't know if you know this, was RideTheKKH.com for the Korakarum Highway. Right, yeah. Well, apparently it's been hacked. And I'm not saying you should go to RideTheKKH. No, I'm going to tell you, Bagel. Bagel, go to RideTheKKH.com and will you please describe what kind of website Uh it is now? Okay, going to there right now, RideTheKKH.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, looks like it's loading something Chinese, mm-hmm. lots of Chinese all over it. Mm-hmm. Um, there's some, uh, lots of skin. Uh, oh my, <laughs> don't do that. Body parts. Um, oh boy. Yeah, don't, 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 uh, don't, really, don't let your children go to this site. It has site. been hacked and is now a Chinese porn site. Oh, I didn't even, I Damn. didn't know there was such a thing. Yeah. <laughs> wow. And or so I say that take? because some of his stuff still has the link to ride the kkh.com. That's, that's, that's a different trip ooh. entirely. <laughs> yeah, that's, it's, a, it's a different take on riding the kkh. <laughs> right. We, we didn't get to that side of the border, I don't think. Mm-hmm. Uh. So a different agenda.com. Um, what a, just a great experience. I can't wait to go back again. I am a better writer. Every time I go there, I just have a blast. Mm. And what a great experience. And you, you are a huge fan of these little Atlas Hondas, aren't you? Oh, uh, everyone wants to bring one home when they, right. when they ride them. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> They're the perfect nice. bike for there. Very they really cool. are. Um, real quick, I w- we wanted to get some emails, and I have one from Alex G, who says, hey, Liza. Hello, Alex G. Hi, and welcome back. I just saw the YouTube video from the Chickistan trip. What a breathtaking country and ride that must have been. So I on my um, Senna um, Bluetooth, it has a camera, and I was just taking pictures randomly, and I just put them all together to some Jimmy Con music so that you can get an idea of what the roads and terrain are like. Um, I'm really looking forward to hearing about the trip on this week's podcast, but just wanted to drop a quick line to wish you the best on your return home and settling back in. And of course, to all the misfits, I hope everyone is doing well in their own right. P.S. The tune in the video was sweet and it seemed to capture the aura of the trip really well. Mm. That's because it was Jimmy Kahn, Kerr Kerr. Yeah, it's a a good jam, man. Mm -hmm, It mm -hmm. was a fun song. We were all listening to it earlier. Bagel, I sent you an email earlier. Do you have that ready? I do. 
And uh, I have an email from Mike Williams. Um, doesn't say where he's from, so I can't do an accent. That's okay. Hello, uh, Mike, Mike Williams. Mike, Mike writes, hello, Misfits. Welcome back to the States, Liza. I can't wait to hear more about your trip to Pakistan in an upcoming episode. And there you go. Uh, in the meantime, this question is for Bagel. My wonderful wife has been happily riding on the back of my bike for years. Now she wants to get two wheels of her own. The thing is, she doesn't want a motorcycle. She wants to ride a scooter. Yeah. She wants to eventually do day rides with me and the occasional commute to work. We live 20 miles from her office, and she can take either the interstate or two-lane back roads. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, I have no background to help her out. If this were motorcycles, I would suggest the MSF course and a used, a, a used small street bike. Should she, should she get a 50cc scooter for around town and then move up? What is the scooter equivalent of a Nighthawk 250? Mm. Thanks in advance for any help you can provide. Happy scootering and motorcycling. Mm. Mike. Okay. Well, this, I think, is going to depend on a few things. Um, mainly what kind of riding she's interested in doing. Uh, if she is just interested in riding around town and just, you know, running errands, you know, low speed, 25 miles an hour, a 50cc bike will be fine for that. Um and if that's all that she feels comfortable with starting out, then, then you know, maybe that would be a good place for her to start. Maybe on a little ruckus or even, a, you know, a Vespa 50cc. A if that's what ruckus. she's looking for. Possibly a stretch ruckus. Or she could move up to a stretch ruckus later on because they're usually bigger <laughs> engines. But I would say uh, for, for general, uh, general uh, just practicality, I think a 150 is really a better place to start. Mm. Because a 50cc is, is very limited in where you can ride it and what you can do with it. Um, and, and I find that, that they, they kind of out, out, that you kind of outgrow them very quickly. Uh, a 150, if, if, um, for a rider who's just starting out, who isn't, isn't sure, you know, how, how interested they are in riding, what they're going to, what they're going to get out of it. Um, but they are interested in trying it. I'd say a 150 is a good place to start. There are plenty of really good 150 scooters out there, uh, mm. or even one, even 125. Can, can I make are, a suggestion? Sure. And I think John might back me on this one. You I know think, where I'm I going. Think I know where you're going. Yep. Buddy 125 or Buddy 150. Indestructible. Yep. Those ones Absolutely. we rode at AMA Vintage Days were fun Absolutely. and cute. Yep. Yep. And buddies are fantastic bikes. Um, they they're really well made. They're really good quality. Uh, they're they're very easy to maintain. Um, Parts availability is fantastic. Uh, they've been around for years. Uh, for, they're made by Genuine Scooter Company, uh, who's you know got a good reputation for you know, supporting supporting their products. So, uh, buddies, uh, you know, buddies are a great choice. Um, like I said, Vespa also makes uh, a lot of uh, several different 150 models. Piaggio as well. Um, there are other uh, brands as well, like Yamaha makes. I think. Um, is the Zuma 125 or 150? Yeah, 125. It's 125, yeah. and they do the S Max, yeah. the more modern one, which I think is a 150. Right, right. And then there's also other brands like uh, Kimco and Sim, who mm -hmm. make a number of different 150s that are out there that are all good quality. So there's a lot to choose from in that area. Um, now it also depends too on uh, on what her uh, her height is, uh, because the uh, you know, for a lot of women riders, a challenge—it's a challenge to be able to get your feet on the ground. Um, buddies have a fairly good uh, 
seat height so that uh, even shorter riders are able to, to handle, handle them fairly well. Um, but if she's a taller rider, uh, then she might want to consider a bigger bike even for her first bike, like a, a 200 or 250. Um, no, I think I know, I know what she needs. I know exactly. What's that? She needs a stretch booster <laughs> with purple <laughs> neon underlighting and a pair of glitter. No, platform no, no, no. Boots. She wants a, she wants a, she wants a scooter. It's going to have to be a stretch stretch rockets if she's going that route. <laughs> um, I really did like that, buddy. And you can also put a sidecar on it. Um, one of the scariest rides I've ever had is riding Sheila in Texas, <laughs> riding her little uh, buddy. I think it was a buddy. Or no, it was uh, a, um, uh, Stella. Stella. It was a Stella. The Stella. Yeah. Another great one yeah. with a sidecar. Oh, my God. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I think uh, 125 to 150 scooter is zippy, fun. Yeah. And guess what? Even if you are a bike rider, you'll have fun zipping around on that, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and most modern 125s and 150s are able to do close to close to, if not 65 miles an hour. So they're really pretty versatile bikes. So so for for a first bike that that can can last you a good long time. And and if if the rider decides that at some point down the road, they really want to upgrade from a 150 and go to the next level, you know, then they can go up to, to a 250 or 300 from there. Yeah. Um and you know, and there's there's um, there's enough demand for 150s that it'd be easy to sell, and and then just buy a buy a bigger bike at that point. There you go. All right, knock. All right. You got an email to All read? Right. I do. <laughs> <laughs> you know I'm ready. This one's called Cross Country Chase for our friend from our friend Justin. Uh, I live in Central Alabama. I live in the uh, the county. In the country, excuse me. Today I was going That's down the country. in the country, country. In the country. Today I was going to town about a ten minute drive. Uh, I got turned around and as I got turned onto the highway, and there was three vintage motorcycles riding by. I thought that was cool. As I continued toward town, I passed about twenty more. I had no clue what was going on, but on my way home, I saw a van with a trailer carrying a vintage motorcycle. The van had a logo that said uh, "Cross Country Chase." I looked it up and found out it was pretty cool. A motorcycle ride from Canada to the Florida Keys. Uh, I thought this is something y'all might would like. Check it out. And I went to the website, and it is basically a, a cross-country ride on vintage motorcycles <laughs> from periods of 19... From the... Uh, between... Made from 1930 to 1960. Wow. Yeah. Have you heard of this, Emma? Yeah. That's yeah. pretty well, cool. It the, uh, well, the, the Cleveland can- Moto guys were talking about something yeah. like this, Yeah, too. well, they were talking about the Cannonball, which is yeah. earlier <laughs> bikes still. I think mm-hmm. 1928's the cutoff. This is for yeah, later I think you're bikes. Right. Um, so, but yeah. any time a group of you are on vintage bikes, it's fun on a bun. Yeah. There's a lot of oil, too, I imagine. Yes. But uh, part of it is, a, it's a, is an endurance ride, and uh, riders and machines will complete an average of 250 miles per day over a five-day period. Uh, that's... I guess part of the event, or that's the event itself, and so you'll be going all kinds of roads in America, North American roads, two lane roads, etc. Uh, your time on certain sections, ride and machines, uh, riders and machines will be challenged to complete stages in a timed fashion, which will require maintaining certain speeds, strategically planned stops, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Navigation, uh, it's a thirteen hundred and forty mile ride. That's a long, that's wow. a long ass ride, dude. Wow, long ride. yeah. And uh, and you have to fill out a questionnaire or uh, pass a sixty question test that'll cover the aspect of the route and American motorcycling history, which which adds to your total score. So they, there's a test 
going to be on the test. It's like a kind game of show. It's kind of, yeah. It's, oh. kind of, you know, it's, it it, it's sponsored cool. by a lot of people, apparently. Law Tigers is one of them. Cool. Yeah. Well, well, thank you for sending that in. I appreciate it. Yeah, man. Uh, Jim, you got one? I do. This is from uh, Jason Mercer. Hey, Jason. Hey, Jason. Jason. Flat track is awesome. We yeah. would agree with you. True. No doubt about that. All right. Hello, Misfits. Welcome back, Liza. I, host, I hope Thank the trip you. was an ama- as amazing as expected. I got to start bringing glasses to this thing now. Um, <laughs> it's me again from out here in what's quickly becoming colder Ontario. Mm. It's been a long few weeks here with uh, lots of rain and cold days, but catching up on some of the older episodes while at work helped keep the uh, need to be with my bike at bay. When Friday rolled around, uh, I dropped the kids at school, disappeared for a couple of hours on my Vulcan. Needless to say, it was a much-needed and wonderful ride along the lake. Anyway, the point of me writing today is mostly to say thank you. Thank you because if it wasn't for you, I wouldn't have known what flat track racing was mm. when I saw a post for a uh, post for an event. Uh, no picture. So Saturday, he went to watch his first event, That's and awesome. damn... Uh, flat track is awesome. I found a spot right on the uh, right on the turn. Awesome, uh, and watching those guys fly by on the track is exhilarating. Shit. Yes, mm-hmm. yeah. uh, the way they lean uh, hooked. Uh, my girlfriend was impressed and got in, uh, right into it. Awesome. Happy to say the whole five hours of racing, uh, there was only one high side, which probably hurt, and two low sides. I was even impressed watching the little kids doing their races. Nice. Mm-hmm. Some of them uh, get moving way more than I could. Yep. The whole thing was so cool, and I'll definitely be going again. Thanks again. And in case you need, uh, that counts as proof that listeners learn stuff from this special That's awesome. group. I love special. that. Yeah. 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 That's great. No, we're educational. Yeah. So bring a mini bike next time. Maybe there's First a mini all, bike event you can race in. Flat track is rad because they're going full sand through their turns, like oh, yeah. the giant oval sideways. Mm. And it's uh, it's just a beautiful thing to watch. Well, and you're super close, and the wheels are jumping oh, yeah. around all yeah. over the place, yep. and the the crashes are punishing. Yeah, well, you look at punishing. it, and you go like, these guys are just going around in circles. But, but not, like, you watch NASCAR, there's strategy to it, and, and once mm. you get involved in that, it's in pretty amazing. In my humble opinion, flat track is the American racing. Mm. I agree with if that. Speedway. If, if there is a race genre that America can claim as its own, it's flat track. Yeah. Well, and you yep. could flat, flat track was the yeah. American bridge to GP racing back right. in the day. Yep. You know who my favorite Ascot. flat track racer is? Danger Dan. Danger Dan. Did he crash on a mini bike and then still come back and finish and like oh, third? No, point he was backwards. Yeah, yeah, no, Danger Dan crashed in front of us and yeah. then just came back for more. Yeah, because because I think he's oh Danger Dan. He may have almost podiumed after that crash. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like 6'6. Six, six. <laughs> he's awesome. I think we got time for one more. Emma. Hello. You got someone there? I have an email here from James Brosnahan. Hey, James. Hello, James. Good eye, misfits. Um, I wrote you a while ago with details of my custom DR650 mm-hmm. bike here in Germany land. Yes. Um, we were talking about how DR is about today, weren't we? The yes. The um, well, I want to share an update. She got a TUV. A TUV. Ah, and nice. it's fully road legal. No mean nice. feet here. Now, the TUV is a safety inspection like no other. Mm-hmm. I mean, these guys, they will get the vernier calipers on your spokes. Yeah, and if any of the plating... Uh, yes. Any fault on the vehicle... Exactly. Mm. If you, if a tiny bit of plating is missing from one of your nuts and bolts, you've failed. So the fact <laughs> yes. that this this guy has got his DR650 custom through a tov, this is amazing. 
Yeah, um, don't fuck around. I've been enjoying a few shakedown rides, and that's quite literally when you ride a big thumper, <laughs> and starting to fine-tune up. I've got the carburation pretty spot on, perhaps a smidge lean, but DRs always were a bit lean for the factory, so she can handle it. Having it got dialed in, I agree with Miss Emma. Well, he's a very smart guy. Um, a well-tuned carburetor is as good as any new EFI. And I will stand True. by that statement. There's a creaminess to carburation. Yeah. It's the best analogy I can give. It's like listening to a digital recording and a vinyl recording. Now, digital, yes, you hear everything and it's very precise and Allah's correct. But there's a warmth to right. vinyl. You, you're not going to listen to jazz digitally. That's why I only listen to digital copies of a analog recording. What? <laughs> I, hey, did you notice any difference in the bikes from wherever you guys started from when you got up to like 12, 13, oh, 14 yeah. thousand Oh, yeah, feet? of course. I'm just curious. Like how, I, know, but, I know it affects I went about seven miles extent. an hour up to the top yeah. of the mountain. But yeah, carburation is there's just this warmth to it it's lovely oh yeah well carburetted bikes are a joy so anyway um where are we i am super happy with how it turned out and after a couple of frustrating years has made me fall in love with riding all over again cool blimey uh, my Excellent. youngest daughter is also impressed nice. and the picture of the world future world champ is attached keep up the good work guys and have fun out there cheers james p.s as a Kiwi, I can say the New Zealand cricket team should have drunk a concrete milkshake and hardened the fuck up. Well, oh, my. James has included a couple of pictures, one of an extremely tough-looking DR650. That's a sick-looking bike, bro. It's, Ooh, pass it over. It is sick as fuck. Yeah. And mm. another one of what appears to be a kitten in human oh. form, wearing a yellow helmet <laughs> and these amazingly coloured wellies, smiling at the camera, who is easily the cutest little child it's, I've seen uh, in a long time. It's one of the people that you must impress is definitely your daughter. Cutest future oh, yeah. champion. Nice. Well, apparently so. And if Dad says so, it clearly is. That is cool looking. Isn't it great looking? Yeah. It's a tough looking bike. And as we're wrapping up, I wanted to give a big uh, thanks to Earpiece. Yes. Yeah. That's yeah, shout out. Earpiece, P-E-A-C-E. -E. Um, they make um, earplugs for riders. And they were nice enough to send us a whole bunch for all the misfits to try out. I think we're mm. going to be doing an interview in the future. Um, cool. Bagel, do you want me to send you some? Um, sure, do, you wear, do you wear earplugs? I, I don't normally wear earplugs, but, you know, but I'll give anything a try. I will, yeah. Make sure you message me your address. I'll send you a pair. Um, so you we're can trying always, them all out, but they seem really nice. They are. And bagel, you can stick them up your nose, and <laughs> that'll filter out the appalling stench. Mm, <laughs> yum. Oh, my word. <laughs> the stench of what? These nuts? Hey. Hey. <laughs> I, was, I was thinking of horsey. Got him. I was thinking of horsey next got door. Him. But if you want to go there, John. <laughs> you guys are the worst. Um, and this is this is a part of the show where I, I thank people. Um, but I want to start first by thanking all of you misfits for covering while I was gone. 
uh, running the garage. John's, I know. John's an MVP Emma, right here. I yeah, think John, Emma took the morning Emma. shift. Knock took the, the evening shift at the garage. <laughs> uh, John uh, editing. I don't know what Jim did. I think he just showed up, made he, sure he, everyone I sold did. drugs out of here. You yeah. delegated. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Everyone um, keeping it going. Toasters. I really appreciate it. Um, and also to our, our listeners, I always love to thank you guys. You know, as I was doing this trip, you don't get Wi-Fi all that often, mm-hmm. but um, a lot of these emails that were coming in, I'd be you know lying in bed at night, opening up and reading these emails mm. from people, and it's just uh, so loved being able to have the, have that community, well, even when I'm like so far away yeah. and like still be like tethered to everyone. So thank you for sending emails. Yeah. Um, and always, always, thank you to our Patreon subscribers. Thank you. Um, love you guys. You really yeah. uh, helped keep this Damn, they still sending going. us money? Yeah. God damn. And, you know, know, the fact of the matter is, without the Patreon subscribers, there would be no misfits. There probably would, well, there'd be no Recycle Garage. So that's how valuable you guys are. We wouldn't, we wouldn't be going to bike shows, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. Or have this big <laughs> plate of cocaine in here. Yeah, that's, that's what I was going to say. We <laughs> are the hookers yeah, coming. Boy. Where are the hookers coming? <laughs> <laughs> what was it? Coke and hookers. Hookers and blow, baby. Hookers and blow. Blookers. I just blow. want waffles and fried blookers. chicken. I wonder, I, want. I wonder if any of them play the trombone. Rusty trombone. Well, if, they don't, don't, right? if, if they don't, they better find another job. Play the pink opo. Are they tromboners? Uh, <laughs> and this is <laughs> where the wheels have come off. Yeah. Oh, the wheels have come off. I think we need dinner or something. I know. Well, so thank you, everyone. I think we're ready to wrap up. Um, oh, and Bagel, one last thing. Yeah. Uh, the AIM Expo is coming to Vegas in January, and we're talking about going. So Ooh. let me know if that's something you're interested in attending. Mm. Vegas is quite possibly my least favorite place well, on then, Earth. Well, so. then, yes, count out. Yeah, but we'll be there. <laughs> we got Patreon money. But, Come on down. And I'm, I'm going bagel, so you can hang out with me and I'm pout kidding. all it's you want about how wretched Vegas is. Blow. <laughs> Where, do you know what do they say what hotels are at? Um, it's six, at the convention center, and yeah. so the the cheap hotel next to it is the Sahara. Okay, mm. we'll be staying at the no. cheap hotel. Oh. Yeah, oh, uh, really? Sahara's okay. Oh, I got food poisoning there once. Well, okay. Well, well you got to stay away from the fifty cent buffet <laughs> bagel. This, yeah. is, this is the this is the breakfast that I had there. Me and Nock mm. will be at the Bellagio. Oh. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> what? I'm not invited to the Bellagio. <laughs> No, you got the hotel, whatever. You ditched me for riding in the desert. No, you... I did not ditch you. <laughs> I did well, not. That is not. I true. know, like Jim, you've got rides coming up. I can't wait to get back out riding. Go, um, go hit Hollister, and yeah, man, I, I'm so glad to be back. This is the fall season. Mexican food. Um, if I can just say a very brief thank you to a very dear listener called John, um, who is actually uh, an ER nurse mm. and uh, an Eonis. What? What do you say? What is What'd that? What did you say? ER he, nurse. An ER nurse. ER nurse. nurse. Oh, an ER nurse. Yeah, I heard ER yes, e- I'm, I'm sorry. E-R. Not a donkey. E-R. 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 And um, he brought me his lovely FC1 to service, and he's a very loyal listener. And um, yeah. it was very, very nice to see him. And he drove a long way. He drove five hours to get me wow. to service and his where, bike. And where did he take his bike to? That would be... Moto Town. <laughs> was it carbureted? Was For it carbureted? All your no, it's exa- needs. 2012. And, oh, 20- and, oh, just like mine. And like what kind said. of what kind of bikes do you work on at Moto Town? Foreign 
and domestic only. <laughs> and will you pay, I, pay more anywhere else? Yeah, you won't pay more elsewhere. So you don't do non-terrestrial bikes? Oh, I do those too. Oh, non-terrestrial. <laughs> Steam engine bikes? <laughs> from Mars. <laughs> bikes from Mars. All right, I think we're ready to get out of here. Thanks, everyone. This is Liza. Tell me, John. Emma Dalek! Walaikum salam, bitches. Thank you, Jim, son. <laughs> <laughs> and we're out of here. Go, go. Cool, cool.